Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into Sports Call on a Thursday. I am Brooks Childress, temporarily sitting in the seat of J.J. Jackson. He will be inside the studio momentarily, handling some company business right now. But I will also be on the show today. Brant Daughtry is on the show with us today, so it is myself, J.J. Jackson, Brant Daughtry, bringing you a new edition of Sports Call on a Thursday afternoon. Glad to have you all in with us at 3 o'clock as we start this thing out. i uh, got a great show for you planned coming up on today's uh, episode of Sports Call. We're going to get to our birthdays and sports a little bit later. 4.30, we'll have Covering the Basis with our friend Eric McDade State Farm stopping by at 4.30 this afternoon. Talk all things sports. Everyone, uh, we got a lot of great feedback every time he comes on the show. Everybody loves uh, to hear what Eric has to say, and we love our partnership with Eric McDade State Farm very, very much. So he'll be in the studio at 4.30 this afternoon then at 5 50 when we wrap up the show it'll be the nightly tv guide from our friends over at white claw hard seltzer got a lot to talk about on today's show a lot of uh, uh continuing to get ready for bowl season as sec teams start to get uh their preps i believe uh i believe alabama gets their bowl practices started tomorrow or saturday in prep for the sugar bowl other teams are already in bowl prep uh getting ready for their games coming up soon we have two bowl games tomorrow uh both featuring teams from the state of alabama as We'll, we'll first have the Bahamas Bowl. UAB will take on Miami, Ohio. The second game will be Troy versus UTSA, the only matchup so far this bowl season that is scheduled between two conference champions, UTSA and uh, Troy will take on the, uh, will take on each other in the Cure Bowl tomorrow. So those are some bowl games coming up tomorrow. Auburn basketball took the court last night. A win over Georgia State. Wasn't the prettiest game uh, for the Tigers, but they did get the job done, and now they set their sights on the West Coast swing as they get ready to take on USC on sun- Sunday afternoon, then head up north a little bit to take on Washington. Bruce Pearl, Chris Moore, and Jalen Williams met with the media just a short time ago, so we'll have comments on some of the uh, things that they said and more coming up on today's show. But like I said, I am Brooks Shoulders, temporarily up until right now sitting in the seat for J.J. Jackson. J.J., hello, to, sir. welcome to your show. Thank you, man. It's been a little bit since I've been here uh, in the house. I know I did like, what, seven minutes on Tuesday's show at the very end. Oh, don't sell yourself short. It was like 15. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, of course, yesterday I got the opportunity to be on the SEC Network Plus broadcast once again for men's basketball in the analyst chair this time, which was a, a new role for me. Really enjoyed it. It's basketball at the end of the day. Really had a great time uh, at shoot-around yesterday with Jonas Hayes and the Georgia State staff, and then getting to spend more time with Coach Pearl and his staff leading up to that game. Our production crew had a uh, one-on-one about 25-minute meeting, honestly, with Zepp Jasper before the game, um, who I've 
come to love so much getting to see his personality a little bit he was a little confused about the geography of the west coast trip that uh, auburn was set to go on didn't know what weather clothes to pack for a trip to seattle and los angeles and uh, so just kind of fun chatting with him a little bit and it's a two very different climates. we had to remind him that it is going to be cold uh, yeah. it is december and uh, he was not too thrilled about that but yeah had a good time yesterday and really excited to talk about that game i think auburn uh still has a lot of work to be done on the offensive end of the floor. That was a, uh, a really, really tough game for them last night against a Georgia State team that, quite frankly, is in a transition. They are the worst three-point shooting team in the Sun Belt Conference as well. They are going to struggle in league play a good bit with their scoring, um, and, and Auburn struggled mightily against Georgia State for uh, the majority of that ball game until the last 10 minutes or so when Jalen Williams and Wendell Green took over. So, uh, Hugh Freeze can Continues to put together his staff. We'll talk about that. Uh, Eric McDade is going to be in the house, as you said, Brooks. Yeah. Uh, really looking forward to another visit with him a little bit later in the program. Always fun to cover those bases. And I've got Brayton Daughtry on the show with me, here, which is always a blessing. So, hey, I appreciate buddy. that, man. Hey, how are y'all? Well, how about yourself? Well, I, I was about to say, y'all spent the last, uh, how long? Eight minutes uh, answering how y'all are doing. But uh, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Uh, like like y'all touched on, I think the the biggest headline of the day is Auburn struggling offensively against a Georgia State team that frankly should not have given them that much trouble. Where have we heard that before? Yeah. Um, I, I think that this is just you came out against Memphis and the storyline was you didn't play with the intensity, you didn't play with the ferocity that you needed, and you're going to have to do that to beat good teams like Memphis and you know. It, it, even Georgia State, you're going to have to go out there and play hard uh, to to come out and beat a team like that just because they're not going to roll over and give up. You're a better team, but you've got to go out there and play like it. And Auburn did not play like it, especially in the first half uh, yesterday. But you go into the locker room. Bruce Pearl rips something off the walls a little bit, throws over a whiteboard, punches somebody, punches something. I'm not going to say somebody. But uh, you know he does all that. And you come out in the second half, and you kind of – you saw more of what you wanted to see from Auburn. And it still ended up being a closer game than you would like, but the second half was a lot better. If you can play like that for the full 40 minutes, I'm not saying you're going to win. You're, you're not going to win the SEC playing like that, but you can certainly do better than that against a, a team like Georgia State. But just to, you go out and you lose to Memphis, and like I said, the storyline is that you didn't play with the intensity you needed, and then you come out in the first half of that Georgia State game and you're still flat uh, after talking about how you can't play flat and beat teams uh, that are any good. So it just that that's go. I hope that that is not a struggle for Auburn that continues because we have seen Auburn teams play with intensity, even when they don't play well, they still play hard, you know. And that's that's a, that is something that I've always admired about most of the teams that I've seen, regardless of the sport uh, here at Auburn, but. In that first half, it seemed lethargic, and that's something that they've got to fix. No doubt about that. They've got to find a way to, to be able to find easier shots uh, for themselves, to knock down open looks when they've got them. I mean, you look at the game yesterday against Georgia State. Uh, they were favored by 19.5 points, and Auburn came nowhere near covering that. Nowhere near covering that uh, the largest lead at any point was 10 with about three minutes left to go in the basketball game so you're not coming anywhere uh, near that cover and again Georgia State did have that lead at halftime in this one uh, good to see a lot of folks uh, at the game last night um, it's always fun when you've got the um, floor seats kind of opened up to any and everybody um, you've got 
what some would deem senior citizens that take advantage uh, of the opportunity to be in what is predominantly known as the student section. They're super, super, super seniors. Super, super, super seniors in uh, in school. That's right. Yeah. So uh, good time last night for sure. And and look, Auburn football. Here we are, guys. At this point, counting down the days, six days away from signing day, and what many people expect to be a really big defining day for Hugh Freeze as he kicks off his era. We saw some coaching staff news regarding Chris. Robinson a little bit earlier today uh, was held on through the end of his contract that was set to expire at the end of the month here but it does not appear he will be coming back so still work to be done on filling out this coaching staff but at least yesterday while Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show was on the air at least we finally got press releases issued on the coordinator (laughs) hires we have been thinking that would be coming for weeks at this point it finally came yesterday so we've got a better idea, guys, of what the staff is going to look like. Yeah, and I mean, we we kind of you know we knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of time of when that uh, press release was going to come down. Um, you know, we talked about it. Uh, we've talked about it at nauseum on this, this program. It's two two hires that are interesting, and they've got real potential to take off at Auburn. Um, you, you really like what the the offensive coordinator position is with Philip Montgomery. Uh, he, very, he could be a very complimentary piece to what Hugh Freeze wants to do with the offense. He talked about it in, in his opening presser. Uh, did Hugh Freeze that he wanted a guy, and thought you know there were guys out there that were you know contacting him, and he, look, he was looking at guys that could help him in different areas. And I think that's what you see here is a is a Philip Montgomery that's going to be able to help Hugh Freeze develop what offense he wants to run here at Auburn. And then uh, Roberts, uh, I think he's a guy that. You know, Hugh Freeze can come in and be kind of like the the coach. You know, he he wants, he's an offensive coach. He can be. I'm going to let you be the head coach of the defense. I'm you know I'll poke my head over every once in a while, check just make sure everything's running smooth. But I'm not going to be involved uh, much, if any, with the defensive uh, game plan or anything. And I think Roberts is a guy that you you've seen him have success at uh, uh, at Baylor in the last few years. Not necessarily this year, but in the past couple of years, he's had success at Baylor at a, at a Power Five school and in a conference that is dominated by offenses. And he's a guy that you can put in at this the, this defensive coordinator position, and you can uh, expect that there could be a, a, there's a lot of potential for success. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine on our Auburn Bank phone line. We'll take our first time out here on the program today. When we come back, let's celebrate some birthdays in sports. Let's go to that phone line and hear from you on the Abbey Award winning sports talk show in the state of Alabama. This is Sports Call on WTGZ Tiger ninety five point nine FM. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Back on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. We hope that you're doing well on this fine Thursday, the 15th of December. 
10 days shy of Christmas. And uh, excited to chat with you here on the program. If you want to be a part of the show, it's pretty simple and an easy way to do that would be calling in to our Auburn Bank phone line. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Give us a call to join the show, 334-887-3401. As uh, fellas, we'll go to the phone lines for the first time during today's program and excited to bring on one of our favorites as we go to the phone lines now joining us on the program we've got james from montgomery okay there he is james has called into sports call hi james hello and war eagle war eagle sir yeah i am actually counting the days down to a bowl weekend and it's going to be very very special i got all the games this weekend i'm actually going to be covering i'm going to be watching uh some games uh on saturday then i'm going to be watching some games at the end of december and it's just going to be an amazing an amazing thing and then i got some games some uh early bowl games i'm going to be watching uh uh, later on tonight as well. Yeah, it's fun that bowl season is finally here and that we've got really exciting matchups to take a look at. Yes, as well. And then I'm actually going to be looking at the first bowl game that's going to be starting tonight, which is going to be in Atlanta. That's going to be played with Jacksonville State and North Carolina uh, State. Mm-mm. Which game is that, James? That would be... Uh, that is actually played in Atlanta, so I guess that game would be the opening season for uh, Bowl Weekend as well. So that's where. Um, yeah, I've know, seen they, it. it th- th- that game is going to be on Saturday, uh, and that's the Celebration Bowl. That's mm-hmm. Jackson State versus North Carolina Central. So Saturday, we'll see that game take place. Yes. Yes, uh, actually, yes, that game will be taking place uh, Saturday, but I'm going to be watching, you know, I'm going to be looking at, like, highlights from that game, you know, history between those two schools as well, Um, you know, getting to see some of the uh, great history between those two uh, programs as well. No doubt. No doubt about that, buddy. Yes, as well, because with Jacksonville State, I'm uh, seeing if uh, Deion Sanders is going to win. And I know this is his last game that he's going to coach for the Jacksonville uh, State. Uh, I don't know what their mascot is. I think it's a Jaguar. I'm not Tigers. Sure. Jackson State Tigers. Okay, so this will be his last uh, his last game before he goes off to uh, Colorado. So um, I know it's going to be a big win for him as well, and um, I hope he has a, a, a great uh, you know rest of his season. You know to close out the end of the uh, coaching uh, career there at Jacksonville State as well. Right. Yeah, it should be fun for him to be able to get it one last uh, trip up and down the sidelines representing Jackson State and then off to uh, off to spend some time there in Colorado with the Buffaloes. What else is on your mind? Well, I'm actually going to be watching some college basketball later on today. And, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, some actually uh, some good uh, college basketball games I'm going to be watching and uh, seeing if uh, some some of the picks I might make for this year I might be putting in for my March Madness in 2023. So I'm going to be looking at a lot of different uh, college basketball games today and tomorrow. So I'm going to be watching um, different games today and then tomorrow 
tomorrow I'm going to be watching Alabama uh, playing against Gonzaga. So I have Gonzaga favored to beat Alabama and uh, seeing what um, Timmy is actually going to do and uh, seeing if Gonzaga is going to beat uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide basketball team as well. Yeah, it's going to be a fun matchup. Alabama has looked pretty impressive this season. They've been able to pick up a lot of good wins and they've got another big test against Gonzaga coming up. Yes, as well. And then with Thursday night football, um, I'm actually going to be watching a great classic matchup of the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. So I had the San Francisco 49ers beating the Seahawks in Seattle tonight, and that's going to be a really good game as well. So I'm just ready for it as well. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be fun to watch that matchup take place. Yes, as well. And then I know Nick, uh, this coming up Sunday, I know we play against USC. So I'm, I'm thinking that Auburn might win against USC. I mean, USC is a is a great university, and I mean they have a great good they have a good uh, basketball program, but not not as good as Auburn's basketball program that we have as well. So I Amen. Think Auburn, I think Auburn is going to – I think in the first quarter of that game, I think Auburn would make like uh, certain uh, reigning three-point shots in the first and second quarter of the games as well. Yeah, uh, in the first half, they've got to shoot it better. They did not shoot it well last night in the first half of play. We'll see if that changes. Yes, as well. And then with uh, a lot of different things that uh, Hugh Freeze is actually doing for, uh, you know, for the coaching uh, spots and seeing who he's going to actually put I'm thinking, um, I think this is going to be a really good uh, test to see if we're going to bounce back from that la- from the loss of Alabama. So I think with Hugh Freeze being the uh, commander-in-chief at the at the forefront of our team, I think we might make a, a good run at another bowl win in 2023. I hope so. I hope Auburn football can kind of return to its glory and maybe compete for an SEC championship, put themselves in national championship conversations. That would be an amazing turnaround. Any final thoughts for us today, James? Um, well, I do actually have a final thought. Okay. I'm actually going to be looking at all week 14, uh, Saturday and Sunday and seeing who's going to actually make it to the Super Bowl as well. So it's a it's a huge, huge uh, mix-in. So I'm just going to see uh, what teams are going to make it to the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, a lot of teams have a, a lot of work to do if they even want to make it into the playoffs. And then once you get mm-hmm. to the playoffs, you know, games get more tough and, and, and more physical. And you got to find a way to play 60 good minutes of football and win consecutively if you want to ultimately make it to the Super Bowl. Yes, as well, because, I mean, it, it's a hard test in the playoffs, and it's going to, you know, test a lot of these uh, young men's abilities and seeing if, um, you know, who's going to get that MVP spot as well. Exactly. You're exactly right about that, for sure. Well, I will call you all back on Friday, and I would probably uh, send you all a good uh, trivia um, thing that I'm going to be doing on Friday. As okay, well. we'll look forward to trivia tomorrow then, James. Have a great evening. All right, sounds good. And War Eagle. War Eagle, indeed. There's our good pal James from Montgomery joining us on the phone line. 334 887 3401 or toll free 1 Tiger 9. If you would like to call in and be a part of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, ahead of our next break, we do this each and every day. Let's be sure to celebrate some of our birthdays. <laughs> 
It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Yes, it is. Birthdays in Sports today brought to you by our friends at Max Credit Union. Two locations in the area to help you out. You've got one in Auburn on Gay Street, one in Opelika on Frederick Road. Max Credit Union is uh, the sponsor for Birthdays in Sports. Brooks, who yep. has a birthday today? Uh, a lot of people do. So we'll start out in the NFL world. Turning 22 years old today is rookie outside linebacker for the New York football Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau turning 22. There you go. He's the number five overall pick of the 2022 NFL Draft. Played college football for the Oregon Ducks. Quack. Quack. A unanimous All-American in 2021. Won the Morris Trophy in 2020. A Pac-12 award given to the best defensive lineman in the conference. Kayvon Thibodeau turning 22 years old. He doesn't look 22. He looks a lot. Nah, he looks like a grown freaking man. That's that's a fact. And if he hits you, it feels like a grown freaking man hit you. Amen. Turning 35 years old today is a former NFL cornerback who played with the Panthers, the Redskins, the Bills, and the 49ers. Josh Norman is turning 35. One-time Pro Bowler with the Carolina Panthers, played college football for the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. So Josh Norman turning 35 Go years old. Chickens. I can't believe he's only 35. I see. I thought he would be younger than that. I, Josh Norman's such a weird example of how quickly a prime can come and go. Because that yeah. year, that year he had with the Panthers was uh, incredible, and his beef with Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. was awesome to I watch. Loved him then, so much. And then uh, he just fell off very quickly, and just became kind of a, a standard number two, number three corner in the NFL. Someone who didn't fall off is the next person, former NFL safety for the San Diego Chargers and the New England Patriots, Rodney Harrison. No, did he's not turning fall off. fifty years old today. Two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Pro Bowl, Pro Bowler. Played college football for the Western Illinois Leathernecks. Let's go. There you go. Turn fi- turning 50 years old. Rodney Harrison, great player. Great player. Uh, in the NBA world, turning 27 years old today as a center in the NBA G League for Capitans de Ciudad de Mexico. Often considered one of the biggest draft busts of the 2010s. Jalil Okafor. I remember him. He's the number three overall pick in the 2015 NBA draft. Played for the 76ers, the Nets, the Pelicans, and the Pistons. That's right, folks. He was a big NBA bust, and you know where he played college basketball? Kentucky. That bust factory of Duke University. My boy. Uh, was he? Was He's, he Duke? I. Uh, that's embarrassing. All was, right. Was that was 20- before I started paying attention to college basketball. He was a 2015 NCAA champion. Not basketball champion. at all. Best player in the country. 2015 ACC Player of the Year and a consensus Didn't first carry over to the NBA, but that's okay. Did not. I wonder how much you could get a Jalil Okafor autograph picture for these days. you got to be able to shoot the basketball. He was... That's true. He still is seven feet tall and just likes to dunk. And uh, teams knew that. Look, Forced if him I, to shoot and kind of got him out of the league. If I was seven feet tall, I'd be dunking a lot. Yeah. He was good at dunking. The entire country found out in 2015. Happy birthday, Jaleel Okafor. And then finally, in NBA birthdays, a former NBA shooting guard turning 59 is David Wingate. Happy birthday. He played for six different teams across a 15-year NBA career. Played college basketball for Georgetown. Let's go Hoyas. And the 1984 NBA champion, or NCAA champion, while at Georgetown. Him and Patrick Ewing winning a title for the Hoyas. So turning 59 is David Wingate. In the baseball world, turning 26 years old as an infielder for the Cincinnati Reds, Jonathan India. Remember that name in the SEC baseball world. Played college baseball for the Florida Gators. 2021 NL Rookie of the Year, number five overall pick in the 2018 NMLB Draft. Jonathan India turning 26 years old. I remember him playing at Florida. He was so good. Very good player. Happy birthday. 
Uh, and then in the soccer world, two birthdays. Turning 36 is a goalkeeper for Paris Saint-Germain and the Costa Rican national team, Kaylora Navas. It's a CONCACAF goalkeeper of the year for three consecutive seasons from 2016 to 2018 and has made 104 appearances for Real Madrid, currently with PSG and the Costa Rican national team. Kaylor Navas, turning 36 years old. Happy birthday. And then turning 30 is an attacking midfielder for Nottingham Forest, Jesse Lingard. Made 149 appearances for Manchester United, member of the English national team, and has scored 32 international goals. Jesse Lingard turning 30 years old today. Happy birthday. So A K- lot of birthdays today, like you said, bro. A lot. Kayvon Thibodeau, Josh Norman, Rodney Harrison, Jalil Okafor, David Wingate, Jonathan India, Kaylor Navis, Jesse Lingard. And if it's your birthday on this beautiful Thursday, happy birthday to you. December yes. 14th. Happy birthday, indeed. It's December 15th. Happy 14th birthday. Just, yeah. Uh, that's birthdays and sports that are brought to you by our friends at Max Credit Union. Allow Max Credit Union to help you with all of your banking needs. It's time for us to take a timeout in the program. When we come back, we'll get some more of your phone calls on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-3401. It is Sports Call. Back in a moment, Tiger 95.9 FM. All of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. I'm Sammy Coates, former Auburn football player and all-SEC wide receiver, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson, Brooks Childress, Brant Daughtry here inside our studios. You're listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. We hope that you're well on this Thursday. Big week ahead uh, for Auburn men's basketball. Again, on Sunday, they take on USC in Los Angeles. A Sunday game, or excuse me, next Wednesday, they're at Washington in Seattle taking on the Huskies. Auburn women's basketball, they play tonight on FM Talk 93.9, which means Tiger Talk is this evening. Tiger Talk is this evening right here on WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. Pretty big news uh, to discuss with a football coaching staff being put together, this basketball team playing quite well. I mean, it's always a, a busy time of year as we get closer to the holidays, right, Brooks? Yeah, a, you know, you've got, uh, a, as you said, football staff getting put together, continue to steam our way toward uh, the first National Signing Day. You've got basketball, men's basketball about to go on a West Coast swing before opening conference play in a couple weeks against the Florida Gators. And then you've got women's basketball. They've still got a few games to go before um, the Christmas break. they got Thursday, I think they've got, what, three? more games before Christmas break. you get tonight versus North Carolina A&T. You've got Sunday against Samford and then midweek game next week against North Florida before you hit their Christmas break. 
Uh, and then, you know, really uh, this time of year, you're starting to peek around the corner and baseball and softball is not too far away. Softball, uh, I believe it's the second weekend of February gets going. The third week in February, baseball gets going. And so we're uh, we're getting quite uh quite busy here in the the calendar year of course you know right after the first of the year in, in auburn athletics you tennis comes back in action golf gets back into action too after uh the first of the year and so a lot of stuff to talk about in the world of auburn athletics guests tonight on tiger talk bruce pearl check jeff schaefer the former head swimming and diving coach okay for auburn university they do have a, be- a, a big meet coming up here soon coach johnny harris women's basketball head coach brent crouch the head volleyball coach and Sir Charles Barkley, oh. all set to be guests on Tiger Talk a little bit that? later this evening. So, uh, going to be a really, really fun show tonight at 6. And you listen here on 95.9 FM, not on FM Talk, right here on 95.9 FM. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 As we go to the phone lines and joining us here on the show, we've got... Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve has called into the program. Hi, Steve. Well, guys, um, I got to say to you, um, it's good to hear all your voices, and you were probably the only pleasant thing that I enjoyed watching on the game last night. <laughs> Thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate that. I had a blast. You you were a sight for sore eyes. Uh, the other uh, part I had to watch uh, was not a sight for sore eyes. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, I, I probably would have done better if I had just maybe – uh, I don't know. Found some other hobby. <laughs> can, can we other? Can we? Uh, can, can you email uh, Coach Pearl and ask him to not ever schedule Georgia State again? Yeah, that was uh, a tough one. I mean, a lot of uh, you know, Alan Payne was on that coaching staff. There were several Auburn ties with Georgia State, so a good homecoming in some ways. But yeah, tough game for Auburn. My tough game. That's an understatement. You were there, uh, guys. Uh, I got to keep asking you again. What is going on with this team? I mean, they sit around looking at each other. Uh, one person uh, doesn't know what the other person may or may not do. They they make passes. They're so sloppy. Uh, and I thought the Memphis game was going to wake them up. But uh, I, I don't know what to make of this, guys. Yeah, they continue to bring it on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, Georgia State was knocking down some shots in the first half, and then that kind of settled out. Law of averages played out a little bit more in that second half. But, yeah, the fact that Auburn has had such struggles on the offensive end is puzzling because individually these guys do feel like really talented players, but then putting them together out there on the floor and trying to create some offense is tough to see. I really enjoyed getting to see Trey Donaldson back in the rotation last night for Auburn. Uh, He made his first three-point shot of the season for the Tigers. He drove very well. He was passing the ball quite well. So uh, I think there are positives that you can take away. It's just when you put all of those collective pieces on the offensive end of the floor, it's just turned into some pretty yucky basketball so far. Yeah, I I don't know what's going to take to get some improvement in, in the uh, um, shots that they're making. The, some uh, thank goodness for for Trey Dawson showing up, and then uh, what what can you tell us guys uh, from the inside about the coach's choice for Katie Johnson not playing last night? I've read all kind of rumors on um, two four seven sports from being posted that he got into a fight with Alan Flanagan. Um, guys, do you know what? Mike, explain what happened with KD. 
Yeah, really tough to say. I think uh, obviously we heard the same thing from Coach Pearl that it, it was more of a coach's decision. Uh, so anytime that happens, Steve, I think disciplinary factors play into that. And, and then in terms of what actually took place to deserve that, I have no idea. I don't know. Then it does turn into a game of speculation. Okay. Um, moving on. Well, about speculation. Uh, I know we all saw that Wendell got hurt almost at the end of the game, and apparently this uh, the injury to his ankle, and he'll uh, be not practicing with the team, but yeah. he'll be on the flight. Uh, so we may or may not see him Sunday. Yeah, that's uh, a little worrisome for sure because you're already um, relying so much on his scoring ability and uh, how well he's played throughout the year. He knocked down a bunch of free throws last night. So if he's not able to go against USC or Washington, that'd be a big loss for Auburn. It seems like Katie Johnson will be able to be back out there for Auburn, which would be a bonus. Uh, and then you want to see more positive steps from Trey Donaldson and Chance Westry at that guard spot. Auburn has just got to get more out of their guard. It's plain and simple. More guards have to be scoring the basketball effectively for them. And uh, if I'm if I'm an opponent right now, and I'm watching um, some videos on some of these games with Auburn. Uh, I'm going to be doing my darndest to keep a fouling broom. He's horrendous. Yeah, he has struggled at the free throw line, that's for sure. Putting him there is a, a tough spot to be in. Coming into last night, I know he was a 42% free throw shooter, uh, which uh, I have all the respect and love for Brooks Childress in the world. I think Brooks might be able to knock down five out of ten free throws if you put him at the line I, long enough. I've done it in a so, pickup game, don't yeah, you worry. Yeah, he uh, Brooks would be able to knock that down. Let's see. Well, I'd love to see Janai be able to knock down more of those freebies. Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, on a brighter side. I just read that uh, the women's basketball team has already, uh, I guess, tied the winning. Um, at this point, they've already had ten wins, and that was the entire uh, wins uh, total of the last year's uh, team for the entire season, right? Yeah, they, they've really picked it up this year. They, they've had a favorable non-conference schedule, and they've been able to put together quite a bit of uh, quite a good run here. And then I see our gymnastics team, uh, which is coming up on Friday. Uh, they're ranked number five in the country. A lot of talent coming back on that gymnastics team. Last year for SUNY Lee on the team, but they're, they're, uh, Jeff Graber continues to sign some of the top talent in college gymnastics. And so they, they continue to build that team up. Yeah, that's good to see. Uh, moving on, guys, just to a uh, an article that another kind of, a, I guess, a hit piece on both, I guess, Auburn and Alabama. It's entitled... For UAB, some SEC teams are braver than others by none other than who? Mr. Goodman. Have you read that article yet? Uh, that I've, column? I, I've seen what it's about. It's about, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like an opinion piece on why uh, other yeah, teams are... It's ridiculous. Yeah. He says the Power 5 teams will not remain nameless, and he calls cowards. They are Alabama and Auburn. Because we haven't played UAB in some years. Well, we have played them, just not recently. Many takes on our balance never haven't played them. But is, is this the best uh, that this person at AL.com can come up with for a column? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what uh, inspired him to write it. The Tigers, last time they played them, I believe it was 2018, uh, in, in Legacy Arena up there in Birmingham. And prior to that, they played them 2015, 2016, 2017, and 2018, uh, both, you know, home and away for, for the Tigers. So it, it hasn't been that long ago that Auburn played UAB. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know what his gig is. Moving on, guys. This comes from Bleacher Report. You may have already seen this one, but uh, they said, is this the end of roughing the passer? And I did not know this, but apparently, uh, according to this column from uh, Bleacher Report, 
According to Wizard Report, they said, there will be a healthy discussion, in quotes, about allowing reviews or challenges for roughing the passer calls. Uh, do you guys uh, know anything about that or, or what to make of that? I haven't seen that article. So they're suggesting that apparently they may be, they said maybe no more of those roughing the passer calls or maybe uh, less of them. So I didn't even know that they were having a discussion about it. Yeah, it, that's been one of the uh, one uh, call in the NFL that's kind of garnered some attention recently. From you know, there, there's been some hits on quarterbacks that you know a lot of people would say, "Oh, that's not roughing the passer," where you know you just get an arm that hits uh, hits a guy, it's a, hits a quarterback in the helmet by mistake, and they call roughing the passer. And it, it's it, it's really the new you know a couple years ago it was pass interference was the big rule that everybody kind of latched onto and was the, the NFL was looking at and they they made some changes. I, I, this has kind of hit the new. Uh, roughing the passers, the new pass interference rule, where uh, there's been some controversial calls, and uh, there's a lot of people, you know, saying, "Hey, maybe we need to look at the, these rules." And so, I, I guess that's what the the NFL may be having discussions about. Okay, and uh, moving on uh, to the NCAA, you may, I guess, I just read it a few moments ago. Apparently, Emmert has gone, and in his place is the now. Governor of Massachusetts, uh, Mr. Barkley, is that right? Yeah, uh, Mark Emmerich. I think it was late or no, early last year. He announced that he was going to be stepping down from the NCAA right. and and stay there until uh, they re- named a new new president. And so it's taken until today to to get that new president. Do you uh, have any thoughts on why they chose a current governor of Massachusetts? Uh no, I, I I don't know. Yeah, I haven't been able, I haven't looked at what his credentials are or anything. But you know, I, I guess he wants to get out of the world of politics, and he this is an opening that he he saw to get out of the world of politics. All right, uh, moving on, stay with uh, Auburn football. Just talked about real uh, Christian Robinson being let go. We surprised by that, and did you think that was you know something that needed to be done? Because uh, I, all I read was that he was well liked by the players and that uh, recruits are definitely uh, apparently uh, seemed uh, to be receptive to him. Uh, uh, guys, your thoughts about him being let go? Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd heard the same things. I think the players uh, liked him. I, I think that he was well-liked on the recruiting trail, but uh, I think the thing that was going against him was he was a guy that was brought in by the last regime and wasn't a guy that really had any connections to Auburn prior to being brought in by Brian Harson. And so, uh, you know, Hugh Freeze decided to keep him through his contract and then decided not to renew his contract and get someone in here that he's more familiar with. I, I, I think he's done a fine job at Auburn. I don't, I don't think there's anything, you know, really big and negative that stands out from his, his time coaching uh, in, in the second, the, on the defense side of the ball. But, you know, I, I think it's Hugh Freeze just wants to get a guy in here that he's more familiar with. Okay. Uh, sticking with uh, Hugh Freeze, have you seen USA Today's story by Paul Meyerberg uh, about two hours ago uh, which he grades the new college football coaches and where he graded uh, Hugh Freeze at. Have not. Yeah. Well, uh, his A coaches uh, are Luke Fickle. Okay. And Matt Rule. And that hurt. I'd read all kind of big criticisms about Rule, uh, Matt Rule coming to, or not coming to Auburn. Um, and then his uh, A minus picks are Jeff Brom. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Brom? Yeah, Jeff Brom. Uh, Tom Herman. Okay. And Hugh Freeze. 
All right, Amon. I mean, uh, I think that's that's fair. I, I think you've heard a lot of a lot of other national beat yeah. writers give it a lot negative, more negative spin on that. Yeah, uh, the B plus category were two: Jamie Chadwell and Deion Sanders. That makes sense. They're they're guys that have had success at their schools, but don't know how it's going to translate to their next op- opportunities. And who do you think was at the bottom of the list? Who'd you guess? Gosh, I don't know. Who's who's been a negative hire? I don't know. I don't think there's really been a lot of people that you just looked at and said, I don't know who why they did that. Okay. Well, his final uh category is D plus category. Okay, so Trent no Fs. Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Okay. And Alex Golish from South Florida. Okay. And that was the, the bottom of the list. Guys, um, how would you uh, agree or not agree uh, with those uh, ratings, especially of she freeze? Uh, I mean, uh, as, I like where Freeze is positioned. Yeah, I, he's got potential. I'm more of a fan of Trent Dilfer, I think, than that is. I think it's a cool outside the box hire for a program like UAB, uh, always trying to find a way when you're at a smaller school like that to bring yourself a little bit of national relevance. And Trent Dilfer is a big name. They've had success in the past, so I do like that hire. Yeah, they only gave him a he game. Well, he, this guy gave him a D plus. I know, tough. So, all right, well, we never know because a lot of these so-called splash hires uh, have not always panned out. Like you know, Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, I mean, and you you know you look at before and even you know Sarkeesian is still on the on the fence right now for Texas, but their last two hires, Tom Herman and uh, Charlie Strong, before that, everyone said, oh well, this is this is what's going to get Texas back, and it really hasn't uh, materialized that much. All right. Uh, finally, guys, you know, um, there is a uh, movie you may want to consider watching. Um, I didn't think, I don't like musicals that much, but it's one with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds called Spirited. Yeah. Okay, you may want to check it out uh, because I'm reluctant to say good afternoon to you people. Oh. Because apparently in the movie, I won't give it away, good afternoon doesn't mean good afternoon like it does with us. Interesting. May have to uh, check that out because it goes back to a time uh, during when uh, oh, the era of, of the Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens era, and apparently "Good Afternoon" meant something not exactly the way we use it. So anyway, I don't want to give it away, uh, but you may want to check it out. And for musicals, I hate musicals, but this one I like. All right, movie on, guys. Your Avatar comes on tomorrow. Yeah, big movie. Big movie. So uh, with that said, I know we've got the. Uh, soccer championship going on uh, Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. you guys have any uh, preference or do you uh, already decide who's going to win or who you think will win? Uh, both teams are very, very talented. I think oh, the overall better team is is France. They won the last World Cup, and they've got a really, really diverse and very uh, a very talented group of uh, individuals on their team. But you know, it, it's hard to bet against Messi right now because he this may be very well be his final World Cup. He's never won one. They've also got some talent there, and it, it seems like they're they're kind of like the he's he's on a, a destiny trip right now to win that World Cup in his final uh, chance. Okay, so you're pulling for who? It, um, I'd probably I'm I'm probably rooting for Messi. I'm probably rooting for Argentina to get that get that World Cup. I would say the same thing. I really would. Okay, you think it'll be a really really tight game? Yeah, I would. I I don't expect it to be a blowout. No three to nothing or two to nothing like that. Then. No, it, it's very well could go down to penalties. No, oh, okay. All right, guys, thank you for your time. 
Uh, my time is way, way up, I know. So uh, you're always appreciated for taking my call. So y'all have a relaxing afternoon. I'll listen to the rest of the show on the podcast. And until uh, tomorrow, y'all have a good evening and War Eagle. War Eagle. Good to hear from you. That's our power retired War Amp Steve joining us on the show there. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 So, yeah, that's coming up on Sunday, Brooks, right? World Cup final on Sunday. 9 a.m. Central. In addition to, uh, okay, that sets you up for a day of, of NFL football. Yeah, it, it leads you right up into uh, either the pregame show or if it goes a little bit longer, it could take you right up to uh, kickoff of the noon games. So, buck, you know, get your popcorn ready, as Lane Kiffin likes to say, and uh, get ready for a big, big Sunday of football. And then football. I continuously see, you know, the storylines of the Patriots setting up their game this week with it being flexed. Yeah. Uh, in a backwards position. This is the first time in this moment that I've thought about the Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick dynamic of this matchup. Yeah. And uh, jo- uh, Mac Jones, his first offensive coordinator was Josh McDaniels. Yeah. And so get, gets to face off with his old, I mean, I guess face off, not really offense versus offense on the field at the same time, but. It's fun. The Patriots have been out on the West Coast all week. They didn't come back to Boston for in between. So we'll see how it goes. Patriots coming off a big Monday night win against the Cardinals. Should be fun. Should be fun. A big weekend ahead. All right. Uh, we've got to get out of here. The first hour has come to a close. Plenty more fun left to go. Alongside Brooks Childress, Brant Daughtry, my name is JJ Jackson. One hour in the books and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starting right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress on this Thursday. Uh, Coming up in about a half hour, our good pal Eric McDade will stop by as we cover the bases and talking about everything going on in the life of Auburn Athletics and in the world of sports. Getting you closer to the Christmas holiday now, 10 days away. Mr. Dodger, are you getting into uh, the Christmas spirit? I've been in the Christmas spirit since the 1st of December. Of December, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people who's... Up until December 1st, I don't want anything to do with Christmas. I don't want music. I don't want to see decorations. I don't want any of that. When December 1st hits, 
it's freaking Christmas time. Bring it to me. Let's get yeah. jolly up in here. <laughs> like I, I love Christmas when it's when it's done at the right time. Let's and get I'm very jolly up Christmas. in here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good motto to have. I like that. Amen. I like Amen. it. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 if you want to call in and be a part of the show. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the football news of the day, Brant. That, uh, yeah, it seems Christian Robinson not set to be retained. The uh, co-defensive coordinator at Liberty uh, coming over to take that position once Liberty exits their ball game what do you think of this i think it's interesting uh steve touched on it a little bit christian robertson was a guy who was well liked uh it seemed he was a good recruiter and the the guys who played for him really liked him and if there was anybody that was retained from the previous staff who was not a former Auburn player, it seemed like Christian Robinson was the guy. Uh, but it's not super shocking. It is shocking to me that it took this long. Uh, I think that this is a rather late in the game to make a choice to, to do this. But, uh, you know, we were saying the entire time, it doesn't matter how good a coach is. When a new head coach comes in, it's not uncommon for him to kind of clean house. And uh, I'm not shocked that Hugh Freeze is going to, like you, you, like you and Brooks said to Steve a minute ago, go out and get a guy that you know a guy that you trust, a guy that you've worked with before that you trust to do this job. I think that makes that job a lot easier. Uh, Christian Robinson's a very good coach. He's going to land on his feet wherever he ends up. And uh, he's a guy that I'm going to be interested to see where he goes because he's relatively young for a a football coach. And I think he's pretty good and he's going to end up doing special things one day. Yeah, I think so. I, I really do. I was a fan of the hire last year when it was made. I think the linebackers really bought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he did continue to work out this contract through the end of the year, did continue to be a part of the recruiting efforts for Auburn, speaks to the type of man that Christian Robinson is, kind yeah, of buying sure. into the opportunity of being where his feet are at at any given moment. And so I will also be curious to see where he goes after this. Yeah, there. I'm also curious, uh, Will Friend. Will Friend is a guy that I, I've talked a lot about Will Friend and how I didn't love his style of coaching. But sure. he, when Brian Harson got fired and he became the offensive coordinator, I gained a lot of respect for him because he became the primary play caller in a situation that was not easy. Yeah. Uh, and he did a really good job, I think. And part of it was, you know, you changed the game plan. You went from trying to do these things to be to – be, what you have to do to be a super successful team to hey let's just be let's just be like you said be where your feet are yeah and let's realize what we're good at and let's hammer that uh and let's give tank bigsby 20 carries a game so i, I think that was uh that will friend is another guy that gained that i gained a lot of respect for um jeff schmetting as well i feel like his play calling got a lot better uh defensively whenever brian harson got fired i there there's there are so many stories that we are never going to know yeah. about the brian harson era at auburn um, that are probably really damning, I think. Uh, that, you know, it, we, we've seen the result of them. I wonder what the details are, and, you know, we, we'll probably never know. But Christian Robinson, like I said, good coach. He's going to be good wherever he ends up, and uh, he's a guy I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to follow. Where are we at with this coaching staff now that we've got the coordinators, like we said at the start of the show, officially – they have been introduced. A press release has gone out. They've had statements about how excited they are to be on the planes. Again, Philip Montgomery, your offensive coordinator, Ron Roberts on the defensive side. I know our friends at Auburn Live and On3 Sports have done a great job they of have. keeping you up to speed on what the coaching staff looks like. I haven't seen news on the wide receiver coach that's, uh, quite yet. So what, a rundown of where we're at right now, Brian. I think that's where we are. We're waiting for a wide receiver coach. I'm trying to find the article right now. 
But uh, I think wide receiver coach is the only one that uh, Auburn is truly lacking right now as far okay. as position coaches. Um, let me you you talk and then I'll, uh, I'll let me talk. This article. I'll try to recite what I know so far uh, with Hugh Freeze again taking over as the 31st head football coach in Auburn University history. Philip Montgomery, again, the offensive coordinator. Ron Roberts, the defensive coordinator. Instantly, we learned that Cadillac Williams was set to be the associate head coach and coach the running backs. Offensive line, Jake Thornton comes over to Ole Miss to coach that spot. Uh, Ben Imuga from Liberty is there with the tight end group. Jeremy Garrett takes over as the defensive line coach. Uh, There's the linebackers coach. Now we know is... Uh, the co-defensive coordinator at Liberty. I'm blanking on his name that I read this morning. Um, Is it uh, Josh Aldridge? There you go. Yeah. And then uh, Wesley McGriff comes over in some secondary role. And Zach Etheridge is still the one we're trying to figure out exactly what yeah. his role looks like. And that, that is what this article from Monsfree says. I'll, I'll go through it because pretty much everything you said is right, but I'll just go okay. through it since yeah. I've got it written in front of me and these guys know what they're talking about. Philip Montgomery is your OC. Ron Roberts is your DC. Jeremy Jeremy Garrett is going to handle defensive line. Linebacker is not confirmed, but the only name they have is Josh Aldridge. Like you said, Zach Etheridge is still in limbo, but it is expected he will stay on as a DB coach. Wesley McGriff will also handle the DBs in some capacity. One will take corners one will take safety seems to be the, the popular idea wide receiver is where you've got the most name uh, grant hurd is a guy that a lot of people have talked about and you, you go look at him he's got a, a track record of developing absolute studs uh, at the wide receiver position and names that uh, auburn people will be familiar with cody burns and curtis looper are names that are that on life okay. has has connected with this uh jacob peeler and chad bumfus are two names that i do not know but they are also connected with this one uh your quarterbacks coach is going to be philip montgomery we knew that jake thornton o-line cadillac is going to coach the running backs ben Imuga, Ag- i think agamawa agamawa is, is what okay. it, it's a-i-g-a-m-a-u-a okay i think it's agamawa but i'm not positive and uh we will <clears throat> listened will, to a we, video of it before have you but i don't have it memorized okay. in my head as to what i heard I, i'm sure we will get pronunciation on that as soon as possible uh there is nobody listed as the recruiting coordinator yet they Dang. do not have and then some additional members of your uh defense of offensive staff kent austin who was the oc at liberty is going to come over he is now going to be uh, an analyst i guess your chief of staff is going to be matt bevins he comes over from liberty uh de- director of player development there yeah, a direct, uh, player personnel department is what on three has it listed as is AK Magula. He's also coming from Liberty, and your recruiting's analytics and operations is going to be Kennedy Harvey, also from Liberty. But your strength and conditioning coach is not there, and you've got a recruiting coordinator and an offensive additional offensive assistant that that have not been named yet. But that is what on three is pointing towards. Making progress, trying to put together this coaching staff for Auburn football ahead of the 2023 season, and also ahead of a signing day that is now. Six days away, trying to put the next future group of Tigers in place ahead of next Wednesday's National Signing Day. Let's take our first break of hour number two here on Sports Call. Call in and say hello to us also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sports Call AU. Back in a moment on Tiger 95.9 FM.
follow us on tweeters. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? I'm Corey Grant, former Auburn football and NFL running back, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, J.J. Jackson with Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress on the program today. Sports Call can now be heard on Amazon Alexa devices. Open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android and tap the menu icon at the top left. Tap skills and games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, then tap enable to use and you're done. All you have to do now is say, hey Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn and you're listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Eric McDade set to join us here in just a little bit as we will be covering the bases a variety of different topics taking place that uh, we will discuss here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, uh, including an NFL season that continues to move along. A little bit later tonight, Niners-Seahawks set to go head-to-head in Thursday night football. Um, I saw that Brock Purdy was on the injury report a little bit earlier, which would be kind of wild if he wasn't able Hmm. to play after having to start because Garoppolo is out right. uh, and playing so well last week. so uh, Who's who's there? Well, I guess this would be their fourth quarterback of the season if correct. Purdy can't and go. And Josh Johnson came in last week Who? because it was a blowout. Uh, he's been around the league for like 15 years um, and uh, played a little bit. So I don't know if they'd go to him I, next or what they would do. I'm going to football reference. If you saw Josh Johnson, maybe you would be reminded of him. Football. Or maybe not. Reference. Pro football reference is what I should do. Josh Johnson? Yes. said the dude's name is? Yes. Yeah, Oblique and Rip has Brock Purdy questionable for Josh Thursday night football. Johnson currently playing. You see him? I've Yeah. Okay, so he's played for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. Yeah. <laughs> eight different NFL teams. Uh, he has played in 38 games. There you go. So not a whole. He's always been a backup for the most part. Yeah, but f- this could be an opportunity. He's for thrown him to play. for over 2,000 yards in his career. I've yeah. just never heard of this guy. Um, and then a big divisional game coming up on Sunday, Brant, with the Atlanta Falcons and, and Saints. Is that well? It's it's big for those two teams. I don't know if it's big for anybody else. But you always it's, want to beat those oh, guys. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I hate the Saints. Absolutely and hate the Saints. They you're not mathematically worse. eliminated from That's playoff true. conversation. That's true. You know. Yeah, the it, I'm I, beating the Saints would make it a, a not a successful season, but it would certainly ease the blow of what the season has been of just being at best a, a mediocre middling football team uh, playing about 500 level football. But with uh, the the incoming of Desmond Ritter is the bigger story to me. Um, and I have no idea if Desmond Ritter is going to be any good, but it's a, it's a rookie quarterback. It's promising. It's new. It's shiny. We haven't seen it. So he could therefore be the best quarterback in the history of the franchise, or he could just be meh. But right now, that hope exists, you know? 
So we're everybody is latching on to the hope that, hey, this kid might be something special. And he looked good in the preseason. He had a couple of games where he looked good while he was going against third-string defensive players. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how he does. I'm excited to see how he does. Um, I think he's going to be perfectly serviceable. Uh, I hope that he's proves me wrong and he's way better. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you've got the quarterback of the future because if you get a good quarterback in there, I've been saying this all year, Atlanta's offense – has 10 pretty decent players on it. You've got 10 guys on there that I think with with that combination of 10 guys, you can win a Super Bowl with those 10 guys on offense. But you need a good quarterback to bring it all together, and the defense has been horrendous all year long. And you know Atlanta, I mean, you're probably going to continue to run the football anyway. Absolutely. that's what you've been able to do so well, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, and Arthur Smith wants to run the football. Yeah. It's his favorite thing to do. He's an old offensive lineman. He wants to run the football, and he wants to be successful running the football. But the fact is, this is the NFL. You've got to be able to throw the ball. Uh, at, at, I think at any level of football at this point, you have to be able to throw the ball to keep up. And uh, Marcus Mariota just kind of fell behind. He couldn't do it effectively. Uh, so... Desmond Ritter, he can run well. Uh, he's not quite the runner that Mariota is, but he's still pretty good. Uh, and he can, you know, if he can come in there and he can become a threat passing the ball, then I think the that Atlanta's offense is going to be in a pretty good spot. Three games on Saturday this weekend as well. I saw that. Uh, and then we'll have Saturday games, of course, next week for Christmas Eve and uh, only three games on Christmas Day, which is next Sunday. Uh, but we will have uh, Colts, Vikings, Browns, and Ravens, and then... Dolphins Bills Saturday this week and then the potential for a couple of lopsided games on Sunday schedule the 12 and 1 Eagles take on the 3 and 10 Bears good not ideal uh, and then the 10 and 3 Kansas City Chiefs take on the 1 11 and 1 Houston Texans boy they are bad also not an they ideal matchup so bad man shout out shout out to uh, Alabama offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien for just ruining that franchise almost single-handedly <laughs> in like two years. It was aw- it was insane to yeah. watch. Uh, you got Watson no longer there. Yeah, Deshaun DeAndre Watson's Hopkins no longer. no longer there. Trading DeAndre J. Hopkins. J.J. Watt no longer there. When J.J. Watt comes out and is just like, yeah, man, this isn't working. I need to go somewhere <laughs> else. When that guy abandons the team, yeah. you know that something has gone seriously Something's wrong. Something's not going great. We need to fix something yeah. for sure. But the DeAndre, I, I'll forever will go back to the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Trading DeAndre Hopkins for a couple of late round draft picks and David Johnson who was good who was a really good NFL running back for about 2 years got hurt and did not play the year before you traded for him that's that was an insane decision and that's that that still haunts the Texans to this day no kidding does it yeah They're I think it'll haunt it. them for a while right they're also trying to figure out their quarterback situation still with Davis Mills, who was benched for Kyle Allen, who was benched again for Davis Mills. So, yeah, not fun things. There are times where you have to step back and go, man, we just don't have a quarterback. Yeah. We just don't have a quarterback. Yeah, makes me miss Cam Newton all the more. Uh, <laughs> 334-887-3401 or toll free at one triple eight nine at Tiger 9. Um, as, yeah, we, we've got that coming up this weekend, obviously, in the football world. We've got women's basketball tonight taking on North Carolina A&T, 7 o'clock tip-off. You can listen to that game on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. Uh, excited to see what they can do in this matchup. They'll play again on Sunday and then Tuesday as well. So a couple of 
games here for the women's teams over the next few days. And this men's squad gets set for a road trip out west, a long west coast trip for the Tigers coming up. Yeah, it should be interesting. That women's game, I'm, I, I've been really entertained by paying attention to the women this year. And, and you know, I usually try to, but uh, having paid closer attention to them this year, honestly, Scott Grayson and Aisha Kulabali, the two elder statesmen of that. Uh, that's starting five. And then you've got all those freshmen. Sydney Shaw is the one that comes to mind. It's just been so good. And when those girls get a little bit older, I, I'm really anxious to see what Johnny no Harris doubt. is going to be able to do with that crew. Uh, and that West Coast trip, you know, I know next to nothing about USC and Washington, but uh, I know that Auburn's got to play better than they have the, their last two games that they're going to have a chance on the road at two pretty good teams. Uh, two big time names, at least two programs mm-hmm. that have had a lot of success. U.S. I believe they were both NCAA tournament teams last year. I know USC was. Was Washington in the tournament last year? I can't recall. I think they were right there on the border. They're, they're a bubble team, but either way, two teams that certainly have potential to go to the NCAA tournament this year. Uh, and Auburn's going to have to go in there and fight. They are going to have to play well, something they have not done much lately. Uh, if they're going to go in there and get a win. Washington, as uh, we take a look at what they've been able to do over the last few seasons. Uh, again, a Washington Huskies program that's led by Mike. 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 I said that funny. Mike. Uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike. Mike Hopkins, who was from the Jim Beheim coaching tree there mm. at Syracuse. Washington on the season is 8-3 and three with a 1-1 one one record so far in conference play. They've already played two Pac-12 games. That's become the standard in the Big Ten, the Big 12, the ACC, and the Pac-12 have already played conference games. Two of the, the, the big, four of the big six right. in college basketball. And the SEC, and I think the Big East, right? So five have of they? the six of basketball. Okay. And the SEC is just like, we're going to wait until the calendar turns over to yeah, a new we're, year we're before we s- let you see anything close to a conference game. We're going to see all of our conference games at once. Uh, I don't know which one of those I prefer. I don't really guess it matters too much. I I like weird road trip games. Like the fact that Auburn is going to USC and Washington. I love that. Yeah. I, I wish that football did more of that. And football is going to do more of that. You've got home and home schedule with Baylor and Miami and Cal and uh, a couple other schools that I'm excited to see. You know, since we're talking about this, this is totally off topic. Auburn never got a return trip from that that away game at Kansas State. In football. What? Yeah, why did yeah. Kansas State never played at Auburn, but Auburn went to Kansas I State. I thought that's about a, that not too long that's ago. That's a that's I don't I've never thought about that until right now. It's just why why did Kansas State never come to Auburn? Uh, to confirm for folks, the Washington Huskies have not been in the NCAA tournament since the two thousand and nineteen NCAA tournament. They went seventeen and fifteen last season. Yeah, the uh, Kansas State football. Not too What's uh, up, Bill? Yeah, come on. 2014, a Thursday night game, too. It was a Thursday night, wasn't it? Which was fun uh, to play there in Manhattan. That was uh, oh, that was the, the Duke Williams coming out party, I think. Or at least I, I know he caught the, the pass that sealed the game. Auburn threw it on third down when they could have run it to run out a little more clock. But they went for the win. Got it. Duke Williams, pretty good at football. Uh, he's in Canada. He's been in Canada for a while. He's kind of tearing up the CFL right now. So here's here's the way we look at it. They played in 2014 in Manhattan. Auburn played Kansas State in Auburn in 2007. Okay. I don't so remember I don't, 2007. Yeah, it was a, a 23 to 13 win for Auburn. Okay. Auburn is 4-0 all time. 
They played in 78 and won. That game was in Manhattan. And then they played in 79 and won. That game was in Auburn. Because you're right. Typically, you set these series up. You've got a home and home. And it's in consecutive years that you play one another. But they just said, you know what? We'll play you in 2007 at our place. But then give us a little bit of time. Seven years later. seven years. And then once 2014 comes along, we'll go to your place. That's interesting. I wonder if that was agreed on in like 2006 or 2005 that there was going to be that seven-year hiatus between the two games. Or if that's just, did some weird scheduling thing happen? I'd love to know what the story behind that is. Yeah, I would too, because that is interesting. That is interesting for sure. All right, uh, we're set to cover the bases here in just a little bit with our buddy Eric McDade from State Farm. We do that when Sports Call returns here in a moment on WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. This is former Auburn football player Danny Skutak, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call Auburn. Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. We hope that you're doing well on this Thursday. And then also in the building with us today, once again, we got to cover the bases with our guy Eric McDade. Eric McDade State Farm. Drive with Eric.com. E-Money. Yes, What's sir. going on, man? What's up, my guy? You doing okay? Well, good, man. Uh, you were last here Tuesday of Iron Bowl week. Yep. Things have happened. A few things have happened. Yeah. yeah. Where do you want to start? I want you to lead the conversation here. I mean, I you know, I, I know we talked a lot about potential head coaches right. the last couple of times. Iron Bowl here, week, so. it was a pretty much guarantee that Lane Kiffin was yeah, probably going to be the we next did coach. A lot of Lane Kiffin talk that week. So yeah. That, went, that didn't happen. That went left. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just want to know how everybody felt, you know, when the news came down and how y'all really feel about Freeze, if, you know. If he's if he's what we need, yeah, I'm fire. I'm excited. I really am. I'm excited to see uh, the energy. I I can't believe already the momentum that has picked up recruiting wise. Yep. Um, I think that also does speak volumes to what Harson was doing for sure on the recruiting front. No doubt for this program. Um, a little underwhelmed with the coaching staff that's kind of been put in place. Given that there are just so many of the, this is a Liberty guy, this is a Liberty guy, this right. is a Liberty guy, this is a Liberty guy, and maybe I'll eat crow. Maybe they are just outstanding coaches, and they're going to do amazing things. And yeah. I mean, I don't know, but that uh, that's kind of where I'm at. What about you guys? I kind of feel the same way after the Hugh Freeze hire as I did the Brian Harson hire. I, I, and it, you know, not the end, not not when oh we you know Auburn's got to make a change. It was, I, I think that I I said Auburn could have done better, and I, yeah. I and, you know I think a lot of people had their minds and hearts set on Lane Kiffin was going to be here, and then if it wasn't going to be Lane Kiffin, it was going to be another you know bigger name. 
but I think there's a lot of potential with Hugh Freeze. I think that you know he's proven that he can win games in the SEC. Mm-hmm. He's proven that he can beat Alabama, uh, and that's a very important thing to do here uh, at Auburn. Um, I, I, I'm also a little not underwhelmed, but concerned about the, the staff makeup because of um, it, it's kind of, and it kind of feels like it, you know when Brian Harson got here it was a Boise State guy it was a Boise State guy it was a Boise State guy here yeah. it's a Liberty guy it's a Liberty guy it's a Liberty guy but the fact that Hugh Freeze has gone out and gotten a guy like Philip Montgomery who was a head coach and, and an offensive coordinator to come and help and then he's got Ron Roberts who is a defensive coordinator who maybe not didn't have the, the greatest season uh, with his defense this past year but has proven that he can put together really good defenses in a conference like the Big 12 that are run by offenses um, that gives me a little bit of hope, and I, I, I think that because Hugh Freeze has Southeastern Conference experience, this is not going to turn into another Brian Harson. I think that it, it's going to be. I, I think that he's got the potential to win football games here. It's like perfect timing. Again, we're on social media: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sports Call AU. Unprompted, Markwell Harrell, a former offensive lineman for the Tigers, just randomly tweeted, "I like the OCDC hires." So he appears to be in, a, in that camp, endorsing Montgomery and Roberts. Brant, you're the last of us to go. Kind of answering Eric's question. Yeah, I, I was not over the moon about the Hugh freeze hire i was actually very upset about it um uh, but i've kind of crossed the bridge into well being upset about it right now is not going to do me any good he's the head coach so um i think there is a lot of potential for it to go wrong i think he has had some good seasons i think he beat alabama twice seven years ago and that's blinding a lot of people to what he is now um he has had a lot of seven and five he's had a lot of seven and five as a head coach and you know, I'm not saying that it will definitely go wrong. I think there's a lot of potential for it to go wrong. But uh, I, I'm in wait-and-see mode, you know? I, I've, I have my concerns about both his character and his ability as a football coach. Yeah. But, you know, go, go out there and prove me wrong. You've got the job. He's got the job. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, so go go out there and prove, prove to me that you are worthy of holding this position. And if you are, then, yeah, I'll eat crow on it. Uh, I'll, I'll If I'm not on this show anymore when I'm fully convinced and I will call in and say hey guys I was wrong Hugh Freeze is a heck of a football coach and he's a good person and he's done the right thing but uh, until that point I am uh, pinned in as skeptical yeah I mean I hope some of the character stuff um, you just hope you don't make those same mistakes I mean I can't see him I think he's hopefully smart enough not to do some of the things he's done in the past Um, football on the field stuff I, I mean I think he's a really good coach uh, it also kind of feels a little Gus Malzahnish, to be honest. Uh, so, but I mean, I think he, I think he's a good enough coach, and he can, he knows what it takes. I mean, it, and that's what we had to bring in was a guy that kind of knows what it takes to have some level of success in the ACC. So, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I mean, I felt like, like you said, I, I hope, was hoping maybe we could do a little bit better than that. But he's a guy now. You know, you got to rock with it. They got some momentum going. I actually. Kind of like the hires, uh, the the OC and DC. I mean, the more I kind of thought about it and looked at it, I mean, I think some capable people. Uh, a little disappointed in some of the position coaches, just because you look at maybe some of the people that we got rid of, and 
It's like, do we really want to let them right. go for maybe yeah. who we sure. bring in? But if th- if these are the people that he trusts, I mean, you gotta, you know, like we always say, you gotta give. You're going all in with him. You gotta give the coach, you know, the ability to bring the guys that he wants. So um, I'm hoping it works. Uh, the recruiting is looking looking up. And there's momentum there, man. Like so, they're putting in work. They're putting the work. Absolutely. People are coming to campus. Absolutely. So that's, so that's to the one this thing that's different. Right? Yeah. To this point, he has done absolutely everything that he has needed to do. He is getting guys on campus. He's gotten a couple of commits at positions of need. He's already racked up four offensive line commits, hey, which is which is a, a big deal. I told uh, my guys in the group chat the other day, man, I said, it, it feels like it's been forever since we signed a good high school offensive lineman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it's been a really long time. So I think he's just got to close with, you know, some of the guys in the portal um, that we're looking at. Um, definitely think he needs to get uh, the two kids from Carver. If we, I mean, if we can find a way to get those two kids, man, that'll make it make the class look really good. And uh, yeah, some five stars there, yeah, man. Yeah, some five stars. James Smith and Quay Russo. Quay, Quay Russo, yeah. Um, and uh, I'm on that Grayson McCall train too. Yeah, uh, we 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 need that. He's in town this weekend. Um, we 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 really. Need, I mean, even if it's just for competition for Robbie, I mean, who knows what'll happen if if they compete? But uh, we need. We need some quality guys in there, man. So I'm excited about what he's doing so far. I think one, and I, I think I said this on the show a couple weeks ago. I think one thing that w- is going to separate the Hugh Freeze hire from the Brian Harson hire is it feels like Hugh Freeze is the guy that a lot of the boosters wanted. Yeah. He, yes. he's, he's known around the Auburn community. I think a lot of the boosters wanted Hugh Freeze. The last time you hired a coach, which was Brian Harson, his name was circulated quite a bit when Brian Harson was hired. Now he's in here. I think that because a lot of the boosters wanted Hugh Freeze the first time, they're going to do everything they can to make sure that he's as successful as he can be at Auburn. I mean, he feels like the type of coach that fits Auburn, Um, minus the transgressions, obviously. But um, listen, I mean, just be honest, we had some similar type of concerns maybe when we hired Bruce Pearl. Mm -hmm. Maybe not some of the stuff in his personal life, but – you know, similar concerns, and that's worked out really well for Auburn. So uh, you just hope that he will come down here, do the right thing, and uh, really just buy into the um, community and, and fit in well and, and win some football games, man, because it's about time. Yeah, you know, my, my thing with it is, I, like I said, I'm skeptical, but I'm very willing to be proven wrong. I, I've just got to see it. You know, I need to see that he has learned from his mistakes and that he is going to be better and that he's a good enough football coach to win here because, like I said, he had two really good seasons at Ole Miss, and it's tough to do that. It's tough to have really good seasons at Ole Miss. But his last season, he went five and seven. That's true. You know, and he he had a couple of seven and fives in there as well. And he had one really good year at Liberty. And look it up, he had the second weakest schedule in all of college football in that really good year at Liberty. So I'm there are things about it that make me skeptic. But it's, like I said, so far he has done absolutely everything perfectly. He's he's got to close in this signing period, and then you got to start winning football games. 334-887-3401. Toll-free one triple eight nine. Tag on your phone calls. Welcome. Uh dry or covering the bases with Eric McDade right now here on Sports Call. What else? What's up with the basketball team, man? Yeah. What's, what's happening? Did you watch man, the game last night? I did. Um it was a good game. I mean, game you're supposed to win, I guess, but there's a lot of things we gotta fix. You know, it's not uh not maybe the team that I think a lot of us were expecting. Um I don't know, man. It's just really inconsistent. We can't can't make jumpers. It's, it's kind of concerning. Did you watch the first start of the game? I didn't. I caught it like uh, middle of the first half, and then I watched the rest of it. Did you see them coming back from halftime? Yeah. Did you see me? No. 
That was me. My boy E Money didn't even recognize it. You were on the game? Yeah. I don't, I don't, so I don't like commentary when I watch basketball. I figured that's what it was. I, like, yeah. I, I don't like listening to listen, JJ when I have to either. But if you tell me, you, you should tell I me. Should, that I, I didn't give you a heads up. Because Truthfully, I don't, also, when I watch basketball, NBA, or college, or whatever it is, I, I mute it. Do you just sit in silence? You, no, I mean, I'm doing you, other stuff, man. I got kids. You know that's what you're I mean? talking and interacting with. stuff going on okay. in the house, you know, but okay. I just don't like the sound a lot of times because most of the commentators don't know what they're talking about. I'm not talking about you, JJ, because right. I know you know the game. But a lot of times, I, I also have, like, NBA League pass. Right. And a lot of times, it's like the, the home announcer, and they're homers. Right. Like, if you and watch you the Hawks, it, for sure. these guys are just going for the Hawks the whole game. I don't need to hear that. I want to watch the game. Like, because right. I know what I'm That's looking fair. at, you know? So. That's fair. But you got to tell me. You got to like, yo, bro, I'm doing the game tonight. And then you'll, listen. yeah. But then, you you know, you open up. Do you, you guys ever mute the broadcast? What? Oh boy, and I'm and I'm getting criticized for sure. <laughs> that, that, trust me, that that has been happening. That has been happening. What did you ask? Um, do you ever mute the broadcast? Um, not when I'm here. Like if I go home and see my parents, my parents do not like the TV broadcast, and so if it's Auburn, they make sure that they mute the TV broadcast and turn on the radio. Uh, yeah. If I'm by myself, more than likely I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have the the volume turned up. But there's probably like an eight out of ten chance that I'm not paying attention to what they're saying on that mm. broadcast. Is I'm just watching it, and I I just had the have it on as a as noise, or I'm, I'm watching the game, but I'm not paying attention to what is actually being said on the broadcast. Yeah. There are times where if I don't like whoever is calling the game, or I don't like what the job that they're doing, I'll just start hate watching, yeah. and just like yeah, that was, that was stupid. Why'd you say that? That doesn't mean anything. Why would you say that? Yeah. That's so, that's a that's a unnecessary. You're using too many words. You do the play by play. I so that that's what's funny is I have done play by play forever. That is what I want to do. I actually filled in in the analyst chair okay. last night and had like a felt like sixteen hour heads up that this was going to be taking place. So I was the analyst oh, last yeah. night. How do you critique your performance, man? I'm curious. Like, yeah. You, I was pleased. Overall, yeah. I really was pleased. Um, at the end of the day, I, you know, I'm not a Hall of Fame coach <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not a former player yeah. collegiately. And the best advice I got going into it was just don't try to be. Watch the game. You've watched basketball your entire life, mm-hmm. which is truthful. Being from North Carolina, it is the sport I've watched so much, not even close to anything else, and then go from there. What did you think? Because you watched and you knew it was me. I did. I did watch and I did know it was you. And I thought you did a pretty good job. I can't think of anything specific that was like, wow, that was a really good piece of analysis from JJ. But there was nothing that made me go, JJ, why did you say that? Uh, JJ, what are you talking about? That's what about? I'm you're, going for. You're smarter that than happen. that. Yeah. You're no, smarter than that. You just, but you didn't make me do that. Yeah. It's like referees, right? Like you you, you don't want people to Correct. know that you were there. Yeah. Correct. Right? You, you want to blend in and just make the experience good. Correct. But you don't want people to do what we do when we the watch, very uh, first CBS game of the football. season i was the play-by-play announcer for the sec network plus broadcast for auburn um and had way more commentary <laughs> online on message boards uh i did the dumb thing and searched my name uh mm-hmm. which you should just never oh, do yeah. now <laughs> no, um, next time you got to tell me your own because i'll watch it and then i'll just get on twitter and see what what, what they're the saying. Are saying yeah, yeah. um but last night nobody was really saying anything okay like i uh, if I saw anything, it'd be people, you know, reaching out to me, 
complimenting and that sort of thing. Oh, that's so, cool, man, let me know next time. And it's fun sure. because you get text messages from people that are tuned in and watching the game that you yeah. didn't really realize were there that are saying hello and that sort of thing. Because awesome. basketball is a sport that's way easier. I do so many baseball and softball games and that sort of thing that it kind of just gets lost in the mix and not everybody's being tuned into every single pitch of a baseball season, mm-hmm. you know, but. Um, this was an instance where we did oh, have some cool. folks in that's here. Cool, so Eric McDade is here with us. We're covering the bases, and your phone calls are welcome. 334-887-3401. We go to the phone lines. Daryl from Auburn. Daryl has called into the program. Hi, Daryl. Hey, I just want to chime in on the conversation you just had. Okay, yeah, age. go for it. Well, you know, you know my age, you know, and uh, I grew up in the age when the only televised games was the Georgia and Alabama game. And then it was on usually CBS. And at that time, there was no lights in Jordan Hare Stadium. Well, actually, it was Cliff Hare Stadium. But, uh, and then uh, just through my uh, teenage years and early college, I always worked on Saturdays and Sundays. And then, well, not necessarily Sundays. But anyway, long story short, I just grew up listening to it on the radio, you know, and uh, it just. <laughs> It really helps my brain just sort of imagining what's going on. Mm. And if the game's not going good, I don't have to see it happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's know, a great like, point. Oh, my God, why are they doing that? You know, I just have uh, Jim Fife, you know, there's all kinds of legends. And then uh, Andy Bertram and then uh, Rod Bramlett, you know, and – those radio moments are special to me, you know, and then in a previous life, uh, I used to have a house and a carport and I just, uh, turned the TV on and then where I could see it from the carport and I'd just be cleaning the grill or whatever. And I just listen to it on the radio. And that's just a, a, a real experience that I always cherish and will, you know, and then, uh, it was, and now I started listening to basketball, you know, and then I like listening to the commentary by Sonny Smith. Yeah, he's hilarious. Sonny's good. Oh, yeah. He's got the most priceless comments, you know. And just the way, just like you got you guys on radio, you carry your voice a certain way in excitement and disappointment, you know. And it just motivates the mindset of the listener, you know. And radio is a special medium, you know. So much stuff, you know, is televised, you know, and then you get these. I used to hate when I was a kid the CBS commentators because they were always against Auburn or biased against Auburn. I don't they know what are. the problem was. <laughs> 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 but they were not really enthusiastic about the Auburn spirit, like the radio announcers and all that. And that's all I got to add, you know, and it's kind of slow for me, you know. I'm still working the restaurant and then. Uh, I'm just sort of taking it back. Uh, my truck's in the shop, but I'm in the best shape ever because I'm riding my bicycle. Uh, Keep it up. No, no, I've lost 10 pounds. Uh, when I first started riding my bicycle, I, yeah, I lived downtown Auburn, you know that. Uh, I ride out the Winn-Dixie, and at first it took me, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes, and I have to take four breaks. Now i got it down to 35, you know. Efficient. Oh, no, no, and and it's actually helping my knees, you know. I do my age, you know, just wear and tear on the body, but there's something about bicycling that just helps the joints as opposed to walking. I mean, I can walk, 
But then what I do is I just like take a break, walk uphill, and I get on my old 10-speed I've had since I was 16 years old. You know, on downhill, I'll throw it in fifth gear, and then when I'm going uphill, I'll throw it in first, you know. And it's it's very therapeutic, you know, and not only, you know, helps my uh, leg muscles and my knees, but I've noticed it helps my upper body because, uh, you know, uh, I, I, my little routine is I go to the library and get six DVDs. I check my email, Kroger digital coupons, and then I'll run up to Kroger, get uh, 10 pounds of chicken quarters or whatever, throw it in my backpack, and ride on home. You got it all oh, down. Please. Six DVDs. Uh, huh? You said six DVDs? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I usually go about through six DVDs every two days. And then. Uh, wow. Uh, have you ever heard of Shit's Creek? Yes, I have. Brooks is a big fan. <laughs> yeah. I've never watched it, but Brooks has. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I'm digressing from sports, you know, and then uh, I, I watched Sopranos for the fourth or fifth time through the whole season. And then, have you ever heard of Smallfield? Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of Ryan LaVoy's favorite shows ever. Oh, gosh, I just got turned on to it, and there's like eight seasons. I'm in the last season, and, and I'll do that, you know. And then, you know, uh, library is a great resource, and evidently they've got more and more DVDs. I requested uh, Star Trek, the original series. They got five episodes of that. Yeah, they're hooking you up. Uh, Gilligan's Island, you know. Well, you know, you know how cheap I am. You know, I'm not going to pay for internet and cable and all that stuff. I got a little TV. I paid five bucks for it. The Goodwill store took me and my daughter to get it up the steps, but it works. <laughs> life is good, and I just went all uh, Christmas shopping at Walmart. And uh, because of uh, my truck situation, uh, I took the transit bus. Okay, gotcha. Not the university transit bus, but it's for Lee County citizens. Uh huh. And, and you were I able to get to. over there. Oh, yeah, you know, you have to make a advance. And this is for your listeners, you know, that may not have transportation. All you got to do is call a certain number in a day in advance. And it's like, well, I need a walk, ride to Walmart in Opelike, and I gave my address. And I was like, you know, well, we can get you, uh, pick you up at 930. How long do you need there? I was like, no, about two hours. Well, we'll, we'll get you, pick you up from Walmart at uh, 1130. I was like, cool. And took uh, you right back no home. to the public. <laughs> there you go. There you and go. Then, uh, I went Christmas shop, and I didn't have the same driver going back and forth. And then if I still don't have my vehicle, I won't call them again so I can be Santa Claus to my daughters. And I picked up a little gift basket with a uh, peppermint bark candy, Godiva, or whatever. Right. And I got one just for the bus driver for right before Christmas. That's very kind. Very kind. Daryl, anyway, good to hear from you. Conversation. All right. So much. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. That's our buddy Daryl from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line as we uh, get to the end of the hour here on Auburn's First and Auburn's Favorite. Covering the bases with our pal Eric McDade. We need a break. Uh, when we come back, we continue the fun here on Tiger 95.9 FM.
two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson with Brooks Childress, Brant Daughtry, and our guy Eric McDade. Eric McDade State Farm is here hanging out with us. Drivewithericcom for all of your insurance needs. We've had a fun show so far. Been able to take your phone calls. Talking about last night's Auburn men's basketball victory over Georgia State. Hugh Freeze putting together this coaching staff, attacking the transfer portal. Uh, in one hour, we're going to have Tiger Talk here on Tiger 95.9 FM. And at 7 o'clock tonight, tip-off for Auburn women's basketball against North Carolina A&T. All of that coming up here uh, on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show that we'll continue to discuss. Um, again, Brooks and Brant are here with me, Eric McDade in the building as well. Let's talk a little bit more about the basketball game from last night uh, and just the team so far this season really have started to uh, see some struggles on the offensive end of the floor. Defense continues to be uh, quite successful, still the number one team in the country in block shots, but this team continues to efficiently score the basketball, guys. Yeah, you've got to start knocking down shots at some point, and I don't mean that has to. I don't mean shots from behind the three-point line. The fact is, last night Auburn was driving to the basket and missing layups and and eighteen footers and ten footers. You missed a lot of shots that you would expect a good basketball team to make, and Auburn has guys that are very capable of knocking down those shots. You know, it's not like you can't hit those shots. You've got to be able to hit them. That's why you're a Division One basketball player, because you can make those shots and then go back and play defense. That's what you're job is uh but i mean last night you couldn't get him to fall in the first half and it was the most bizarre thing uh, and in the second half you came back and you played a little bit better but the fact is offense is going to be a struggle for this team this year i, I don't think that this is uh going to be just a fantastic offensive team i don't think they're going to average 80 or 90 points a game they're going to have to win games where they score 75 70 maybe even 65 they're going to have to win using their defense and last night they were able to do that um, it was more. Con- it was very concerning to me when they couldn't stop anybody against Memphis. I think uh, this Auburn team seventy three points or how how many did they score against Memphis? Was it seventy three? 73-82 was the final? Correct. You're exactly yeah, right. Yeah, so 73 points is enough points to win most more times than not for this Auburn team. And the fact that they lost a game in which they scored 73 points is concerning to me. And then you saw the offense just grind along against Georgia State of all teams. That's not a team that should challenge you. But I, I like we've, – we've said it a couple of times. It is just December. There's a lot of basketball season left. So I'm not in panic mode. But you've got to get something figured out on the offensive side of the ball. And – Look, Auburn knows that. That's not a secret. Bruce Pearl has said as much, and he's going to do his best to get this figured out. I feel pretty confident. Yeah, I mean, Auburn, this is not going to be, to me, a team that you would – a typical Bruce Pearl team. You know, uh, you think about, you know, the offense kind of carrying the day. 
uh, I don't think that's really going to be the case with this team. I was hoping at some point that the shooting would come around. I think this is just kind of who we are. So, um, like you said, we're going to have to be one of those teams that just wins ugly, that type of thing. Um, but <clears throat> this freshman got to step up, I think. Um, you know, we were expecting a lot out of Westry and Treyor. Really hadn't seen what I what I thought I would see out of either, either one of those guys. And maybe it's just early in the season, man. They're young. You know, Westry was hurt. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, man, just, I mean, just not making shots. And that's kind of really concerning to see with what we're what we're used to from from some of the guys we've had um the last few years so hopefully they'll turn it around though when you look at this all basketball team like like you guys said it, it's it's not built like a typical uh bruce pearl team and i think one thing that's concerning going forward here is if wendell green cannot play especially on this west coast trip mm-hmm. um because you you've seen a bruce pearl team without a true uh, answer at point guard a couple of years ago when Sharif Cooper was battling with the NCAA to get to play and then he was hurt and you couldn't play a few games and that was ugly basketball that wasn't a team that you you were looked at it was a team that you know even though they did sit out um, you know their their uh, postseason they they took they they set out the postseason uh, self imposed uh, violations uh, stuff but. That team was not making the NCAA tournament without a miracle. Uh, that team was not going to get into the NCAA tournament without winning the probably winning the conference tournament or you know having some sort of massive uh, you know falter by other teams around them. But you know that, I think that's what you saw, and and you're kind of seeing that a little bit here. You're seeing the, the struggles to score. There's not really a, a you haven't found a guy that right behind Wendell that can come in. You tried Chance Westry. Uh, and it seems like that experiment may be over. You saw him only play two last night mm-hmm. for the Tigers. And so you, you've got to find a guy that can run that offense. And I think KD helps a lot with that when he's on the court. But obviously, he was not on the court last night. So, But uh, he's still not a guy that can can do it full time. You still need a guy like Wendell who's got the all that experience there to, to help run, to, to be the center point of that offense, to run, run everything. Um, yeah, Bruce Pearl talked about it last night, and someone, you know, he was asked what needs to be done to fix it. He said, "Well, if I knew, uh, we'd be we'd doing do that it. right now." And so it, it's it's going to be, you know, I think the guys continue to need to gel together. I think you know, the, it, there's pieces on this team that were here last year, but you still got guys like Trey Donaldson, you got guys uh, Trey Orr, you got Broom that were not here that are uh, that still need to gel into that system and defensively. They're they're a good basketball team. They they can keep you. That that's what's going to keep them in games is holding other teams from scoring and keeping the keeping the score lower where your offense it has room to work. You saw the you know seventy three points should have been enough to beat Memphis on Saturday, but the fact that they scored over eighty, um, they you know Auburn's offense couldn't keep up with that with that little in that little bit of a difference. And when you get into games later in the season against a team like Alabama, a team like Tennessee, a team like Mississippi State, a team like Kentucky that can score the basketball it could get rough so I think these next two games West Coast you're away from home um, you may or may not be with that with Wendell Wendell may be on a very limited basis in these two games um, you're going to learn a lot about this basketball team uh, how they can overcome adversity because uh, this is the first two true road games of the year you're going into two hostile environments two very basketball rich environments um, that uh, that's gonna you know show you what what you've, team you've got here going into conference play, and then that opening game when you got at home against Florida, that Florida team's a pretty good team. Um, they they've always got talent, and so these next two games, specifically these next three games, is gonna be very very telling for this Auburn Auburn basketball team as you head into conference play. I, th- I think it's not a 
if, if Wendell can play, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I mean, I, I think it probably means that we lose both of these games, but, you know, I do think Trey's got to play a lot more to, so we can kind of find out what you have with him. Um, maybe it'll get Westry a chance to get some real minutes, and then, you know, somebody's got to step up and somebody's got to score the basketball when Wendell's on, you know, when Wendell's not on the floor, so maybe that'll, you know, cause some other guys to rise to the top. Um, but yeah, it'd be tough without him. Uh, but it could end up being a blessing in disguise, and you you definitely can't rush him back um, at this point because he's kind of he's kind of that guy um, that we're that we're counting on. I've really been really impressed with Jalen Williams, though. I mean, he's oh, he's yeah. really been consistent. You he's know, a guy uh, that, he'll bail you out. I would say he he is a guy that was self described on Twitter last night as the the slump buster. Yeah, as he would walk mm-hmm. in, Auburn would be struggling, and he'd come out there, hit a big three, and get them going a little bit last yeah, night. Exactly. He, I mean. Shoot, man, we can probably look back a lot of times in his career where, you know, there's moments where things kind of look stagnant, even if he was coming off the bench where he just, you know, came off the bench and made plays. So um, He's very efficient, too, on a team that's not efficient whatsoever. And he was 8 of 11 last night from the floor. Uh, His 26th double-figure scoring effort in his career, um, and he had 20 last night. I mean, I think he's a guy that – he's got to get some more opportunities. Uh, I mean – you know, he's not maybe your prototypical go-to scorer, but um, he's definitely been really efficient. He makes the right play nine times out of ten. He's experienced. So, um, like I said, if Wendell's out, you know, maybe that's a guy that you can really lean on and, and, and see what the offense looks like if he's really a focal point. We'll go ahead and we'll take our first time out of the final hour of Sports Call today. We're covering the bases with our pal Eric McDade. More thoughts and insights right after this break here on WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. JJ Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. This is Philip Lolly, former Auburn Tigers football assistant coach for the 2010 National Championship team, and you are listening to Sports Call. Back on Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app, J.J. Jackson inside the uh, studio with Brooks Childress, Brant Daughtry, and Eric McDade covering the bases here with Eric McDade State Farm Drive with Eric.com. I got to know, uh, we're 10 days shy from the holiday season here, from Christmas. What's going on in your world, Eric, over at, uh, at your spot, Eric McDade State Farm? What do we need to know? Oh man, hey, it's holiday season, so uh, I think I gave this advice last time, man. Just always want people to be really safe on the road, man. If I could sit here and tell y'all some of the stories that I see with people driving, you would be amazed. So uh, just be safe out here on the road. Uh, me and my team having a Christmas party tonight. I don't know if you guys have done that, but having a Christmas party tonight and uh, we're going to have some fun. So it's that time of year. Yeah, must have lost the invite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> misplaced you, it somewhere. Got you, man. Um, so. Let's talk about the holidays, though, for a second here, because this is a topic of conversation that needs to be had. Earlier today, uh, the basketball team, a couple of guys were made available to meet with the media. We also saw Bruce Pearl asked as well their favorite holiday movies. Coach Pearl said Christmas Vacation. Classic. Chris Moore said The Polar Express. 
and Jalen Williams said Friday after next. What are, what are our thoughts or our breakdown of those Christmas movies? I, I'm with Bruce. I'll go ahead and align with him. Christmas Vacation is my favorite Christmas movie as well. I saw that for the very first time last year. It's a banger, man. Now, it took me to be 26 years old to watch it. Have you the watched the time. rest of the Vacation movies? No. Because that's actually the last one. There's three others. Now, now, when you watched it, did you watch it on TV or did you watch the the like unedited DVD like streaming? Where did you watch it? How it's meant to be yeah. watched? Yes. Watch? Okay. Good. Okay. Yes. Good. Because I'm gonna say there's there's some jokes in there that you can't, like a lot of movies. There's some jokes in there that you can't fully you can't appreciate say on, on TV. TV. Um, I I would say Christmas Vacation too is probably my favorite. Elf is right there behind it. it is a close second. Uh, Will Ferrell's hilarious. Um. And then not, you know, it's not really a movie, but, like, all of the, like, Christmas specials, like CBS, like the the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and all that. Uh, Like the Claymation and, like, the, what is it, Frosty the Snowman, the 2D animated? stop motion stuff. I'll sit and watch that. Yeah, that makes me feel like it's Christmas. Yeah. I got kids, so I I like that. Um, I watched The Grinch the other night, me and my daughter. Uh Uh-huh. The new one, like, came out 2018. Uh, Oh, with um, the the animated one? Yeah, the animated one. That was was pretty good. Uh, I mean, for a kid's movie. I'm with Jalen Williams. Um, I mean, I don't know if y'all want to call Friday after the next Christmas movie, but may as well be to me. It's cool. So I haven't seen Friday. Uh, Hold on. What? I haven't seen Friday. The actual Friday. Correct. Come on, JJ. Because get you on that, baby. I have also and, never seen and that. Look, never seen Friday. Nah. I can't. I can't. Deshaun Davis pledged to me. He said, "I don't know that we can be friends until you have seen Friday." <laughs> I mean, listen, guys. Um, he tried to get me on Friday yeah. and Martin. Right. I need to. I need to get a hold of Martin. Yeah, in but my you got. I mean, listen. You gotta see Friday. He said he was trying Friday. to educate me. Yeah, he we're said, trying to educate you. We're trying to bring you into the culture. Into you know, the culture, culture, man. And he said, uh, so I'm trying Friday. to help you with the urban vernacular. <laughs> yeah. So let's start with Friday. And start with know. Friday. Um, and then you can and move And Friday on. After Next was made to be a sequel to Friday, no, correct? So you gotta see Friday. And then you gotta see next Friday. And then you see Friday After Next. You'll get it. <laughs> but just start with Friday. I have, and, and ever <laughs> since he told me I need to watch Friday, yeah. I could say I've seen parts of it. But I haven't seen it oh, all man, the way through. Down, you know, sit down and take an hour and a half, man, and, and, and do that. Just, so next, do that Friday, next Friday sit follows down. Friday. Yeah. And then Friday after next. All right. You'll get it. Okay. We got to do this, Brooks. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. You want to invite me over one night? I can do that. All right. But don't, like, you can't, because it's different characters. So, you know, I mean, Ice, ice Cube's in a, a Right. You know, you just got to, you got to start with the OG. You have start to watch it in order. Yeah, start with. I mean, it doesn't. It's not like it doesn't make sense in order or anything like that. But it's just so you understand what's happening. What's happening? Yeah, you got to start with Friday. So Does start Ice with Cube? He's in every one. You say? Yeah. Is he the same character in every one? Yeah. Okay. So just start there. Okay. I Learn. can't wait. I can't it. wait. You got to do it. Do we like the Polar Express? Yeah, I mean, I, it was kind of it was it was like one of the first movies that they did like the entire thing in motion capture, and so like Tom Hanks played like half of the characters. <laughs> I'm a big Tom Hanks fan, so I enjoyed it. But this is the animated movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I watched a little bit of it the other night. It was on TV, and I, I flipped over to it. And it it's it was kind of weird looking back at it because of the it's like the early stop motion not stop motion early motion capture it's animation. it's uncanny valley it's yeah. very uncanny valley and then what I, does that mean uncanny valley oh I, I don't know if I could I, 
looking it up would be easier, but just taking a stab at it. Uncanny Valley is like, you see something that is like mostly human, but there's something off about it. Yeah. So like the closer you get to being a human to being live action but it's not the weirder it gets like the closer you get to being perfect i thought it was great animation but it's not it's uh motion it's i thought it was the animation as well but rooks is saying it's motion capture it it's animated but it is like they put all the things onto the, uh, the ping pong ball suits yeah they they put all these like sensors on tom hanks's face and so like everything that you see the the characters doing is what they actually did but they animated it like they put it in it's like cgi i'm, I'm not smart i'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all man just like y'all never <laughs> seen friday i have no idea what y'all are talking about right now I, I don't i've never seen polar express i've never seen what was the other one christmas vacation yeah oh christmas vacation you've never seen great. christmas vacation christmas vacation is no, great i have no idea i recommend if, if i was late to the party two, on christmas, christmas vacation, vacation. No, no, yeah. you, you don't watch movies though never yeah so i mean like what's your favorite christmas movie Probably Elf, because I've seen Elf it a million Elf. times. Christmas, I did like Santa Claus Christmas with Story. Tim Allen. Christmas, Christmas Story's great. Christmas yep. Story's like good. Christmas Story. I grew up with a guy who looked exactly like Ralphie. It was really funny. They have a new one out. Did you see they have, they've got like the sequel on uh, HBO? I think it's HBO Max. They did a sequel to it where Ralphie's all grown up, and he's having to do Christmas without his dad. Okay. And so it, oh. it's on a, it's on HBO Max right now. I haven't the same actor? to it yet. Yeah. Home yeah, Alone was nice. like my favorite one when I was a kid. So, Home Alone's great. Um, I, you know, I had to put my put my kids on that one. I love Home Alone. It was Home Alone and Home Alone too. So we watched those recently. I just it takes Christmas movies to get me in the Christmas spirit for sure. Especially at this age, you know, it doesn't really feel like Christmas until you know, like you said, this stuff starts coming on TV. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I, I gotta maybe. I'm it's Die Hard a Christmas movie. movie. I haven't seen that Christmas movie. Is. I don't know. I, I will say I've never seen Die Hard. Oh. Die Hard. I think Die Hard's a Christmas, got Christmas movie. In it. Yeah. If it's got Christmas in it, it's it Christmas movie. Entirely takes place on Christmas Eve. I mean, yeah. I, I'll, I'll buy that then. Yeah. I'll say it's Christmas. I will say as well. I do not like Polar Express. I don't think that's. A, I don't think it's a very good movie. I just. I can I, I go back. I to, understand why people love it. It's just not for me. Can I go back to animation yeah, for a second? Let's go back to Absolutely. All right. So because I'm and you just watch Grinch, the animated version. Um. I used to love animated movies and still do to a degree. So you're saying yeah. that in the Grinch, there are just way more divisions of animated movie than just saying this is an animated yeah, I mean, movie. Yeah, if you, if oh, you watch, you know, you, you watch, like, you know, uh, Avatar is coming out, right? Right. You know, uh, the the aliens. The blue is people. All, it's motion capture, but you still put it through an, an animating process because the the people aren't getting into like blue makeup and everything. Yeah. You're you're putting all these sensors on the, them and they're acting it out, but then you're taking it a step further and animating that into making them aliens. Okay, so so that's kind of what they did with Polar Express. Keep that in mind. All right, and how what they did with Polar Express with yeah. Tom Hanks. How did you make Toy Story? That was all computer generated. Yeah. There was no motion capture there. That was all an animator in the studio making this guy's arm go from here to here. Yeah. And then Tom Hanks is doing what I'm doing is just sitting here talking yeah. into a microphone reading his lines. So how did you make the Grinch movie? Same thing. Which, uh, the live action Grinch, they put Jim Carrey in a costume. <laughs> No, the, I watched that one the other day. That movie does not hold up well, <laughs> but I, I still I, like, I like it. it. I still like it. It's just it's very very early two thousands. But the okay. new one in twenty eighteen, the animated one, it was the same thing. They just went through and animated everything on a computer, drew everything on a computer, mm -hmm. and then the actors did this and talked into a microphone and read their lines. 
I'm just so fascinated by all of this. Yeah. Because there's so much more to it. I mean, I just thought they were all kind of the same thing. Like, oh, we're just kind of making a computer and make these things happen. And yeah. someone's Spider-Man? the details. You, you love Spider-Man. Yeah. All the scenes where he's like flipping through the air. Yeah. Most of those are CGI done. Like people go through and do those. All of them are CGI. Like, well, I don't really he's know not, about that. He's not actually swinging well, through New York City. Like, I don't really They're know all that. CGI I don't know about that. But like yeah. the, early, the early 2000s one with. Um, Spider-Man is real. Uh, so I don't know really why. They would have like he was in costume and he'd like swing on a wire. It was green screened, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was just green screened. Okay, that's fair. The new ones with Tom Holland, he's like swinging on the line on the on his web. Like usually when he's swinging on his web, it's CGI done. I don't know. He's, I, I think he's, he's not actually doing. I that. think Spider Man's kind of real. Okay. I don't right. know that that's our best example. Tom Holland is an incredible athlete. He does parkour in his spare time. But I, I, don't, think, I don't think he can do that. Iron Here's Man a classic. CGI. Here's a classic. All right. Okay. Cars. You know. Same thing as Toy Cars. Story. Cars. Uh, most Finding pi- Nemo. Pixar movies are almost all like the 3D. It, it's all done in a certain type of software. Yeah, whatever so software they choose to use. But yeah. someone's CGI. like, someone is computer generated drawing imagery. a picture of yeah. these people, mm-hmm. these fish, yeah, yeah, of these cars, yeah, yeah. these toys, these toys in the in the world I of the three D model. I've only seen cars maybe once when I was a kid. That's I fun, like the original I cars. Cars two is meh. I have Lightning not seen McQueen. cars three. Yeah. And what's my what's old buddy's name? Mater. That everybody loves Mater. Toe Mater. Tow Mater. Tow Mater. That's hilarious. Because he is a tow truck. Right? Yeah. He's a tow truck. <laughs> and his name is Tow Mater. Voiced by uh, Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> right at the height of the Larry He's the Cable Guy He's voiced by Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good casting decision. It's a, It was perfect. It was almost like that role was written for him. It that, probably that kind of was. That is great. That is great. I I like, if we can't get Larry the Cable Guy, I don't know what we're going to do. I still can't believe y'all never seen Friday. <laughs> I know. Mean, we got to step our game up. Have you seen Elf? Well, I have. Okay, that's I a good movie. Oh, yeah. I here's my controversial opinion of the day. I oh. think Elf is overrated. All right, I, it's Get a good out. movie. It's wow. a good movie. Get out. It's a good movie. I don't think it's as good as a lot of other people think it is. It's a great movie, Brand. It is. It's it's perfectly fine. There's a reason it, it is, plays. Every it is day. a perfectly okay movie. It is one of the few <laughs> modern Christmas classics. Like after a okay. certain after a certain point in like move like a lot of movies. What have is come the out. Christmas classic? Probably it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, great movie. Yeah. Boring. Boring. Good. Good. It's boring. How dare you? You know what's funny? It bombed at the box office. It did. You're right. It absolutely bombed. It's like none of the the actors made any money off of it, did they? It's a class. You've never seen It's a Wonderful Life? Never seen it. It's a it's one of those that you see once just to see. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. You're not missing much. (laughs) Other than just the experience to say that you've watched it. It's one of those, yeah, you, you watch to say that you have seen it. And so yeah. I need to watch Friday to say that I've seen Friday. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Friday, you, you Friday is streaming Friday, somewhere. I saw, life. I saw Friday. It's always on. You can find one. It. It's always on TV. <clears throat> but then you got to, you got to get into the whole thing, man. I'm you got to see Friday. You got to see, you know, next Friday, and then, like we said, Friday H- after next. I mean, that's a Christmas. Is it on movie. HBO Max? It's on is HBO Max. Yeah. Friday after next is is your Christmas movie. So you just go ahead and get Ooh. all those in, you know, this week, and then you can catch Friday after next during this Christmas. Oh, I was about to say it, it. It looked like it was on Netflix, but it's uh, not available in our country on Netflix. So oh. somewhere else. But for HBO Max, you can get it. Brooks, I think it's time to visit. Maybe you can uh, get it on our uh, favorite favorite part of the internet. What is our favorite part of the slightly uh, illegal streaming site? I don't know what you're talking about. I only watch movies on the up and up and sporting <laughs> events. I never slightly illegal stream anything. Yeah, maybe I should get the DVD. I don't <laughs> have anywhere to play. I don't have a DVD player. Uh, you have a Mac. I was going to say you. Can, I do have a Mac, but there's no there's yeah. no uh, DVD drive in this one. You can. I'm sure you can get like a, a one on the internet that plugs in. 
I could. I could. They make those, don't they? They're like little CD players I'm with sure USBs. That, yeah, I'm sure that exists. If not, I think that we're seeing DVD like players, whatever. <laughs> You're being quiet. So you guys like... I'm reading it because it's... Okay, so Friday. This is a ruder, cruder version of the hip-hop movie House Party. Oh, 100%. That's fair. That's kind of how they're marketing the movie. So I guess if they're wanting to put that messaging out about their film, I should trust what they're saying. That's great. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to dive into this thing. Y'all were saying Rush Hour, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You like Chris Chris Tucker? Yes. This This is Chris Tucker's... First, like this is what made Chris Tucker Chris Tucker. Okay, okay. You know they're coming out with a fourth Rush Hour. They're doing another I one. I saw that man. I don't know if I want to see Lee! sixty modern version. Fifty old. You know, yeah, like see. Rush hour. And Damn it, thing, Lee! Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm ready for Rush Hour four. I mean, I I'm, I'm, I'll watch it. I we had we've had this conversation at least five times around the office, but that that might be the most average movie ever. It might be just totally disappointing, but I. Oh, I love I love the first three of Rush Hours, so I'm going to be watching. There's, watch it. Yeah, there's sure. so like when you watch the first three, there's so much comedy in that that you really can't use uh, today. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, they might get canceled if they have the same <laughs> type of comedy. Yeah, there's some real cancelable moments, but that's what made some of it great, you know. But there's there's enough comedy out there that I think they can they can do something. Yeah, for sure. I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. This has been fun. We've been all kind of all over the place. Maybe they should a make a, different. Maybe they should do bases. Rush Hour Christmas. Um, that would be dope. What what uh, <laughs> cuisine? We talked Thanksgiving cuisine the last ham. time you were in studio, and <laughs> ham's going to be the move, is what you said last time. I told you guys, you know, I got some, I got some backlash uh, for my uh, controversial opinion that turkey was trash last right. time. I had some, uh, I had some DMs <laughs> I, I had some that, were, that were really vouching uh, for the turkey, uh, but I mean, my my opinion stands. Um, turkey's just highly overrated. Right. Um, and I can't believe that people are still fronting in the year 2022. Like True. They, like, hey, they don't need uh, to be turkey, doing that. You, you don't have to fake it anymore. Uh, <laughs> I love turkey. I love turkey. <laughs> the ham is the way to go. I mean, we eat a lot of the same things. I will say, you know, um, I really like red velvet cake. Ooh. Mm. Um, yes. That would mm. be nice. Uh, if my mom, mom, if you're listening, please just <laughs> come on. Like, don't skip <laughs> me out. Come on through. Yeah. I need you to come through on the red velvet this year for sure. Um, anybody else that wants to make me red velvet? I, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm down with that. I really, I just want to throw this out there for your listeners. Uh, turtle cheesecake would be something that I would really enjoy. Ooh. My office is located at 907 <laughs> Avenue, Sweet A in Opelika. If you want to drop off a turtle cheesecake as a holiday gift, be my guest. We, we would love. I've that. never really been into cheesecake. I, I like cheesecake a little bit. It just has to be like the right kind. I don't like standard cheesecake, but. Went to the Cheesecake Factory a couple of months ago with some friends up in Atlanta, and uh, I got they have like a like a Hershey's chocolate cheesecake. Oh, that's amazing! That sucker was you, mm, that's life changing. What What's dangerous is I, I walk into like Walmart or Kroger and I walk past the the bakery area and they they'll have like the variety cheesecake that's like oh. about six inches yeah, wide like and it's hole. four pieces or six so, pieces of two each. That's dangerous. Yeah, I, I've I, gotta, see, you said walk past it. I could never yeah, walk past I'm, it. I'm picking it up every let time. Me, my, my fiance has to keep pushing me. Like, <laughs> I, but but don't no keep going. Let me get two more qu- uh, Christmas questions and then we'll get out of here uh, on this Thursday. Decorating the tree, what kind of a process is that for for Eric McDade and his his kids, his family? What does that look yeah, like? Yeah, that's a. Um, I bought a tree. We do the real tree thing. Uh-huh. Um, I, I never had. a Has real, that already happened? Yeah, we did that. I mean, listen, if you ain't put your tree up by now, 
it's too late. Just, <laughs> just leave well, there, it where it is. There's some, people that, there's some people that don't do it till Christmas Eve. Like really? that's their tradition is they put it up and then decorate it on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> we, we, um, we, we bought the tree. Uh, like I said, we do the real tree thing. I never had a real tree growing up. We always had the thing in the box. So it's been really cool to um, go pick out the tree with my kids uh-huh. and all that. It's been really cool. So I buy the tree and then I just, uh, we I put it in the house and I just let the kids and, do and my thing. wife do their thing. Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't want my wife yelling at me and all. <laughs> putting the stuff in the wrong place so i just let them handle that so y'all multicolored tree lights or just white tree lights multicolored okay multicolored. i think it looks that, better you have to yeah yeah no my, my the tree in my office is uh is just white though um so that's know, a controversial uh topic because my fiance grace she's got a cr- her christmas tree up in her apartment right now white christmas lights yeah. i only Wait. grew up with multicolored gotta and be so she's we've I, already started guy. we've already started uh a little bit of a fight between each other I about what I like color the color more. Yeah. Please, it just looks when you when you it looks you know, it looks a little bit better. Yeah. It it's looks true. just a little bit better. Let there be light, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just <laughs> they've got some now that you can change. Like they're they're LED and you get a remote and you can flip between yeah. multicolored and and white. Oh, man, and technology is so, going crazy. And that <laughs> that may be have to be the move. Point. And if I'm in the room, I turn it on multicolored. And, she gets the remote from me. Yeah, we just put them both on the tree, man. Just throw them up there. You know, it's, it's just lights. It's cool. You good at decorating the tree, Brant? Uh, I'm very much not good at decorating a tree. And whenever we do it, we all get mad at each other. So that's why I'm glad I'm not doing it this year. I, I don't have a tree up at my house. Uh, I, my house is super small. I don't really have a place to put a big tree. But uh, you know, I, yeah, in when the I was... solo uh, bachelor phase of my life, I don't... Yeah. I don't no yeah, tree? I don't Amen. tree Come by on. myself. Do you have a wreath oh, on the door or like something? You're a Grinch. I have no decoration. <laughs> you got to get a tree just because you just because you single don't mean no right. tree. That's guy. fair. I I've always got a wreath on my door. Do you really? Yeah, I've got no decoration anywhere. But did your fiance kind of? No, I went. I went to. I was at Kroger and I said I need a wreath for my door and I got a wreath and so my on, on my door right now. See, if I was single, I probably wouldn't. But yeah, that's, <laughs> See, but I do have a, I've got a wreath on my office door. Like a wreath, it just looks good, man. And somebody came by my office and was like, "Did you make that wreath?" I should have lied to her and told her. I made it. <laughs> it was really impressive. And she was asking me if I made it. I should have told her, yeah. But then she probably would ask me to make her one. But. Um. Okay. So you guys talked about the lights on the tree. What about just Christmas lights in general? Are we for it? Against it? It's an excellent date idea. Going to look at lights. We've we've talked about the fantasy in lights uh, up Cali around. Gardens, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we we've talked about that a little bit. Putting up lights on my house uh, is a nightmare. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not. No. I, I, I mean, no. yeah, I like to take the kids to look at the lights. Um, like you said, it's a great date idea. The the ladies love it. Um, so you got to do that a few times in your life because that's an experience. Um, putting up the lights is not my thing. I mean, I'll do it. I guess it's fine. Uh, I, I do think sometimes people can get a little bit obnoxious with the lights. Are there currently <laughs> lights at your house? On the outside? Yeah. I didn't put up lights, no. Okay. No, I didn't. I'm, I'm being I'm being pretty lazy about it. Um, so It does get obnoxious sometimes. It, some people are really obnoxious. No obnoxious people in my neighborhood. Shout yeah. out to y'all, man. Um, <laughs> but there's some there's some really obnoxious ones out there. I, I, I hate the – I like the ones that are kind of organized, you know, when they when – they, put their Christmas lights up yeah. and it looks good but then I, I know some folks that just they just slap up any lights they got their reindeer you know the, the, the reindeers all over the place I was going to say on them and my, my family or my, my parents have gotten to the point where it is uh, they used to do lights across the front porch of our house but now it's gotten to the point where my dad will put wreaths on all the windows and then has two spotlights in the ground and just shines onto the house at night just so you see the wreaths on the windows and then there are two light up uh 
uh, reindeer that he just puts in the yard, plugs them up, and that's it. The light-up reindeer were a staple of my childhood. Same. My mom, my mom still has the ones that were there before I was born, and she put them out when I was uh, when I was over there last weekend. Now, I I may be foolish, but there's a part of me, and anybody that has not seen Christmas Vacation is not going to get it. I want to go Clark Griswold on my house one year. <laughs> I just want to do and that whole the where every, you can see it from space. Yeah, take down the power grid just once, just to see, just just to just to say that I did it once. So much could be fun. So much time. Just well, Merry Christmas. To how, how do y'all? How do y'all feel Merry about Christmas. before we get out of here? How do y'all feel about like you know the the rotating lights that you can put in your front yard and you put them and you project the lights onto your house. Have y'all oh, seen no, what I'm talking about? That's that's it's cheating. Yeah, it's cheating. But it looks good. It, not not always. Not always. It, it's it's not it's always cheating. But I don't know. I don't know what you're talking an, about. You haven't seen those. If, if it's an accessory with your lights, I think it's fine. But if that's just like you just stick that in the ground and just it's like a projector yeah. that you've done something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not even, like not even that. that. It's just like it just throws like dots onto your house basically. i can cut corners with the best of them and if that gets the job done it's not uh, by itself is not no that's christmas I, I can't. spirit right there that is absolutely our christmas friend spirit. austin scott is going in on you right now that's hilarious i just i don't agree with it it's if it's an accessory if you if you have if you have your house done up and then you do that onto like a tree next what's to it, wrong with that it's Be a, a man, JJ. Yeah. Put out the light. Get, get on the house. Almost fall off. Almost break a leg. It does the same Be thing. A man. It does the Find same a thing. Find a hidden oh, Hold on. Here's somewhere. I found a I found a YouTube video. Hold on. Well, keep talking. I'm gonna keep talking, and yeah. I'm gonna say Risk I've never heard of this before. Yeah. But electrocution yeah. has to be an, an, a, <laughs> a constant threat. It just if feels you, like if you put it like I said, if then you you're put having it on a tree. Fine, like that's a good accessory. Well, on the yeah, here you go. Here's here's the infomercial on it. The star shower motion. Yeah, it's it's not. No, that's lazy. It is lazy, but it does look kind of cool, it and it's no. a lot less work. No, I, and you're like, I'm in the spirit. I don't have any. No, that that doesn't look like you're in the spirit. Cheating. That looks yeah, like it's cheating. That that looks like your neighbors did something, and you're like, I'm too lazy to do something myself. So this one I'm going to buy at Lowe's. I saw I one guy. It. I saw oh. one guy like weatherproof. I mean, yeah, you're gonna have some rainy nights. Y'all in? Maybe this. some snow. Goodness gracious! There was one house that had like totally done, like the Clark Griswold totally yeah. done up thing, and uh, the guy next to him put out little light letters in his yard that said "Ditto," had an arrow pointing to the other guy's house. <laughs> that was all he did. My style. I like. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, Eric, thanks for being here today, yeah, man. man. This Merry has Christmas been fun. to you guys, man. Always this a joy a to cover the bases. Go to our website, see more about Eric McDade I, State Farm. I just want to, before Eric leaves, I want to make sure. me up right now. <laughs> he, he does not need to feel attacked for his turkey takes, right? Yeah. Don't, please don't do yeah. that. He's got the correct takes. Anti-turkey pro-ham. I'm standing on it. I'm very pro-ham. I love ham. Turkey's really and good. go watch Friday. Turkey is good. If you don't like turkey, it's because you haven't had the right turkey. I love it. That's what somebody told me. <laughs> I love it. Right Look, we're done. We're out of here. We're Coming done. up in just a little bit, we're going to have Tiger Talk. Things are on TV tonight. I'm going to say, watch watch sports on TV brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Please do that. And uh, we're back on the airwaves tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Brent, see you then. Yes, you will. Thank you for having me. We'll talk to you later. Thanks so much for everyone that tuned in and called into Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. For Eric McDade, Brooks Childress, and Brent Daughtry, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.